Back home again in dear old Elmhurst, and it seems that I can see the gleaming French porch lights still burning bright through the seven wards of trees. The backyard skunks send all their fragrance through the streets I used to roam. When I dream about the moonlight on her salt creek, how I long for my great big Elmer's home. Golly! And now, podcasting from the two-person hot tub, high atop the Butterfield Park water tower, it's the E-Town Lowdown, created by Robbie and Rick. And now, your handsome hosts, PK, Rick, and their highly paid intern, Malort. Welcome to another edition of the E-Town Lowdown. Got my good buddies, PK and Malort here. How are you guys? Doing great. Very good. Big day. So hot tub uh, have a little scum on top or what? Yeah, but it feels good. It's hot, nice and hot outside, and people are getting out. It's great to be up here. I think our guest is uh, climbing the ladder as we speak, and here he is right now. PK, you want to introduce him? Sound effects. Well, okay. He's coming up to- <laughs> <laughs> Where did those bubbles come from? <laughs> Why don't you introduce our special guest, PK? Scott Levin, good to see you. PK, good to see you. It's good to have the mayor in the house. He's here. Yes. Can we now refer to you as the Honorable Scott Levin again? Yeah. Well, for people who have known me like a long time, you can still call me Buddy. Nice. How about if we just call you Deuce, Deuce. since it's your uh, second run? You know, I, I'm looking for a nickname, but uh, that could be it. Il Duce. Oh, yeah. Scotty, tell us a little... Uh, don't mean to say Scotty, but, you know. <laughs> Can't help himself. Your hard. eminency. How about it, that? It, it's just hard. say your eminency. It, it's hard when we're sitting in the hot tub. We get very comfortable... Uh, Scott, could you tell us a little bit about your background? Where did you grow up? Well, I've lived... Assuming I, you've grown up. Oh, yeah. Well, I, you know, I do think that uh, most men's brains don't fully form till they're 40. So I, I grew up right... Or, you know, I'm grown up now. You grew up in Elmhurst then? <laughs> well, in the 40s. In the 40s, yes, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. the 1940s. But... but, but, but <laughs> <laughs> no, your youth. Where, well, tell I, us about I, your youth. You, I was born in Chicago, South Side. Lived in Park Forest on the far south suburbs till I was about in seventh grade. Uh, then went to Evanston, went to high school there. Whoa. So, so I was on the north side. Reversal. Then I was in I, the city. How old were you when you moved to Evanston? About 12. So you got a little south side in you, which Scotty Malert, he, he's a uh, yes, sir. south sider. He's from oh, yeah. Blue. You know where Blue is? He's a Blue. What's a Blue? <laughs> What's blue? a Blue? Blue Island. Blue Island. Oh, yeah. that's where we used to go on vacation to the islands. Right. It's, it's tropical. <laughs> it is, yeah. And if we look to the uh, to the west, we can actually see into Villa from here. Correct. On the top it. of this. Yeah, yeah. Right over, so, but right but over that's a big t- change to be a south sider and then go all the way up to Evanston. So what happened? Well, I wanted to get all the points. I came out to the west side, west suburbs. I just need a houseboat so I can live on the east side. Then I will have covered, you know, all points. So. But seriously, growing up, south side guy, you were a Sox fan. And then all of a sudden you're 12 years old and your dad says you got to be a Cubs fan. Well, it was kind of like that. Kind of yeah. like that. Do yeah. tell. Well, unfortunately, we moved to Evans because he passed away. 
So oh, sorry, it's not going to lighten sorry. it up here in the hot tub, but, uh, you know, <laughs> but that's why we moved away. Uh, and you were 12. That's a, well, I was 10 when he passed away, but we stayed wow. there a couple of years. Okay. Um, Cubs Park a little better, a little cozier than the yeah. Big Sox Those park. troughs. You yeah. love the troughs. You do. And the yeah. pillars that block the view. <laughs> yeah. Biggest, great, biggest great bar place. in Chicago. Great place. Yeah. I remember when I took my son when he was about five, up, you know, into the bathroom at the old Cubs before they remodeled, and he dropped his hat like right next to the oh, toilet. And I said, oh. "What do you say we get you a new hat?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. He did it on purpose. I'm thinking so. <laughs> you know, they do trough diving. Uh, I've, I've heard, I've seen it on YouTube. <laughs> please, Malort, could you please change the subject? No. <laughs> I, Wait. All right. I, so I, no. I'm enthralled with this. <laughs> Tell me about trough diving. No, you DK. don't want to. Just look it up on YouTube. But I've never met a guy from Blue Island before, actually. First time for everything. Yeah, yeah. so I got something to write in my diary tonight. That's, there you that's go. That's good. All right. So wait, uh, siblings? I have, uh, this is like a sad story. My my, <laughs> my brother passed away when he was what? 37. Oh my goodness. I shot, no, it was nothing. <laughs> I got a sister. These are complicated. A half brother, a stepsister. You know, you're you're kind of twirling the, the family tree. But well, give, us, give us like the, Tell us, give us the elevator speech. Oh, I don't know. This it's actually an interesting story because uh, well, that's what we're here for. Yeah, my dad moved in. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he moved in with the housekeeper. You know, it turned out she was getting to be a well-rounded individual, which. That well-rounded has turned out to be my little brother. You know, oh, my, oh. Uh, she was 19, he was 49. That's probably why he didn't make it much longer. I think that killed him. You know, it was just too much excitement. Gotcha. Uh, you know. gotcha. Wow. Right. Was her name Alice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I w- w- was, it, wasn't she going out with Sam? I want to get together with him on a Zoom meeting. Sam you know, the so butcher? we can do the, the, <laughs> the six squares. <laughs> so wait, your dad's not Sam the butcher. Right? No, that's not him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have to forgive Rick. He has a thing for Maureen McCormick that's never gone away since the 70s. Marsha, 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 Marsha. Marsha, Marsha. But, I was but Eve Plum. Guy. Who, who, who didn't like Marsha? No. Okay, he liked that guy right there. He liked Jan Brady. I mean, the only was, man on the face of the earth who was a Jan Brady fan. Are you kidding me? Yes. She was definitely no. hotter than Marsha. Oh, we said no, said no one ever. <laughs> this is a whole separate show. I think you were four at the time, is it? Uh, no, maybe. he was yeah. 14. I was four. four. Well, all right. We, we, we're so, we're all over the place. Okay, so time out. So we go to high school in Evanston? So did I, yeah. No, that's no, what I'm asking. Oh, you, no. you went to high school in oh, Evanston. Oh, yeah, when you used He's the, a the Southside week. guy. Yeah, yeah. I could, it could have gone to Rich East, you know, in your neighborhood. Oh, but yeah. I closed it down. Are you, know. you a Stevenson guy? Is that a, Scotty? Stevenson? Me? Yeah. No, Eisenhower. Oh, Eisenhower. Yeah. Sorry. President, not governor. Gotcha. Anyway, you went you <laughs> went to school in Evanston. Henneral. What? Henneral. Evanston High School? Yeah. Okay. And what did you do in high school? You were the wild kids, I bet. We were. It was a big school. There were, uh, it's probably the largest school in the state. There were 6,000 kids, so you really had to extinct, distinguish yourself, you know, in some way. And how did you do that? Well, I was. By uh, height? Height. Well, it was sport. I played a couple of years of sports, but it was kind of. I had to work, and it's like a lot of talent there. As I was just telling uh, Rick, Emery Moorhead from the Bears. Yeah. Good old number eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. You took him out a few times. Didn't we, you? we doubled for prom, but we had some girls too, so it was you know wow. four of us. Um, but uh, I was the drum major. I used to tell people I played an Everty Varsity home football game, but <laughs> <laughs> it was saxophone. It was you're not quite the same, but uh, wait. Oh drum or sex? Uh, well, you know, game time. 
you know, then there, there's, you know, because, you know, women love men in uniform. And yes. that, that, oh, they that, love musicians, yeah, too. Yeah, Chicks so, you know, musicians. Yeah, I'm, I was a major. That I'm a lieutenant colonel now, you know, so I got a little promotion <laughs> since I was in high school in the, in the drum major reserves. So, so you're I, not the only drum major in the room. Oh, no. Um, no. Over there. Malort is the oh, drum major. We call him the dumb major of the Elmer's Tarnpit Orchestra. Oh, that's right. You know, what do I get if I get uh, someone you want in town? Oh, oh my gosh. You are mayor for life. Okay. You are mayor for life. We're talking about the honorable. William J. Murray. PK, yes. yeah, you, you, you write that down. You Rick's, heard it here. Rick's promise, all right? I, yeah. I am your campaign manager. We, you we have in. complete authority to make somebody you don't want me. for life. You don't want me as your campaign manager, but I'm, I'm volunteering. <laughs> well, I want to achieve where no man has before. So, wow. you know. That could, be, that could put you in the, in the uh, history books. You know, See? if you were to march with the Elmhurst Iron Pit Orchestra, you would not be the first mayor to do that. Yeah. Just FYI. Who, who marched? Stephen Morley. Steve Morley. Yes. You know, I can yeah. see that. He's a, yeah. he's every he's everybody's man. And he had his mirror yeah. costume on, which is a little mm, yeah. you know. blue blue suit. So maybe blue, you blue could, and green tie. Maybe you could do like the Clark Kent and take off your mirror costume. I got a leisure suit from the seventies. I could. Nice. You're in. You're in. You are so yeah. in. Light blue. Well, I got the tan one. You oh. knew it was oh, one oh, or the yeah. other. Yeah. yeah. You're officially overqualified. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you enjoy doing as a uh, kid in evanston illinois being a wild kid well you know uh some of what we're doing right now this is a blue moon really you didn't get in as much trouble in those days yeah um had a lake yes pool michigan michigan pond be good for you natural spring water natural (laughs) when the quarry filled up i felt right at home you know that's a great advantage of evanston you were right by the lake so you hung out at the lake and drank beer is that what you're telling us uh, yeah, I'd say, say that was you know, covered most given, of it. Given that I prepped for this and I saw all of your accomplishments educationally and professionally, I find this hard to believe. What? You Did I go to the lake? That you were a slacker? And, and, no, he's, and just then, a regular, and he's basically a regular guy is what he's saying. Well, I, I know that. I mean, who isn't? But I'm, to, I'm impressed that you... you talk about the high achievements like student council? Yeah. Oh, yeah. President well, of the freshman we, class. We, we Marsha Brady was on the student council, Marcia, by the yeah. way. We want our vast listening audience to know all Moore your junior high. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Everything's about Marsha Brady here. <laughs> well, let's see. You know, I, think, I think of the, you know, like uh, the accomplishments, like uh, running for mayor in, you know, 2009. You know, even if you don't win, it's an experience. I got the crap beat up out of me in a bar in Champagne, where your daughter goes. Which right. uh, wait for which bar? It was Dooley's. It's not there anymore. It was right next to where uh, Cam's, the old Cam's is. Is that like where CO's was, or uh, over you know on Fifth Street? Wait, okay. what, 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 is this is this when you were in college? Yeah. And, well, we're and, jumping ahead. I no, just talked about experiences, and I would say when a hot air balloon. There are just three things that other people haven't done, and those are in order of pain. You know. <laughs> Running for mayor. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back in high school. Is hot air ballooning like code for something? No. <laughs> I'm just asking. I don't know anything you, about you know. <laughs> No more chrome were jokes. You, were you the prom king? What, what, tell no. us what you did, for Christ's sake. Uh, you, you know, uh, it's uh, prom. Yeah, we actually went to prom, you know, in those days. Yeah, but know. wait. I'm thinking you're like Ferris Bueller. You didn't really do much except throw parties. Okay, so no, no, no. Here's a better question. 
somebody you went to high school with who didn't know you that well but knew of you, how would they yeah. describe you in high school? They, you know, I don't think I've changed that much. I think I, I knew a lot of people. Um, I was a friendly person. Um, tried not to get, you know, too many fights, you know. Um, and, you know, you just kind of make your way through. Fighting keeps See, coming up. Do you have an anger management problem? <laughs> Okay, Lord, when you when you grew up in the south suburbs, yes, sir. See, when I was there, if you got in a fight, they kind of wrestled and they pinned the guy. Yeah, and, you know, you won. And then I went up to Evanston. I was like, you know, seventh grade, and the guy wants to fight you. I turn around. We do sound effects. Yeah, <laughs> it's a guy. It's a guy the size of Emery Moorhead, right? Well, it could have been. He clocked you. Yeah, and I was like, is that how we do it here? You know, uh, like you you accidentally hit me. You know, so interesting. Yeah. You know. Well, he so dodged. that's the north side. You know, I, I might have thought the opposite, to be honest. That's what I would. Well, have he, he kind of dodged that question, but how uh, about a different question? Did you have any jobs as a young oh, person? Man, I had so many jobs. I, I was, <laughs> I was a caddy. Although you guys wouldn't believe it. We're a jock. We it, call that a jock. Evanston Country Club. My, oh yeah, jock. Hal Miller, yeah. Looper. Do you remember Hal Miller? No, he was the golf pro. I just knew the caddy master. That's PK Murph. name dropping again. Yeah, see. He's, Murph. My, he's my wife's uncle. Murph, I love that. That's, oh, a, great, that's a great name for a caddy master, is. Murph. And the reason I wasn't successful was I, I didn't realize I needed glasses to hear this. I look up in the air and like, where's the ball? You know, so people want you to keep track of theirs. Well, your, yeah. em, your eminency, we have a good friend, Shrek, who he always says the most important job a caddy does to follow, follow the, ball. the ball. Find the ball. Yeah. Find the ball. Forget anything else. Forget yeah. cleaning clubs. Forget raking traps. Find Forget my reading ball. the green. That's yeah. why you hire a caddy, I think. Yeah. You got a card to me. What the heck? So you're a mediocre caddy. Is that mediocre what you're saying? caddy. How long did you caddy? About a summer or two. Got it. Worked at 31 Flavors. So as, did I. What was your favorite? Super Scooper. Favorite super flavor. Scooper. Chocolate mint chip. Chocolate mint chip, chocolate oh. chip, and fudge brownie. The triple treat, you know. Uh, did you guys uh, ever have black walnut every once in a while? Black, black, black walnut? walnut? Black walnut? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean like... My it, grandmother used to order that. <laughs> it's like the best flavor. You can eat ice cream every day. You can eat three scoops every day. It, it is. Yeah. Yeah. One of the weight. basic food groups. Good acne, but you know... It is. There's bacon, uh, pizza, yeah. Actually, ice cream, beer. How long, did you, how long did you scoop ice cream? Two years. I, I was your forearm huge? Mine was. Yeah, then you, yeah. you, you go... You tired, Are we still you go talking home. about ice cream? Yeah. Yes. You wake up and yes. your, your arms are stuck to the sheets, you know. Well, we're talking ice cream, you know. And then <laughs> it's like because you didn't wash, you know. It's like choke, you know. I, got a mil- I had a million jobs. You know, then I was, let's see, uh, gas station. I worked at a gas station. See? <laughs> it's always a guy for a, It was one of my favorite jobs. It is. You interact with people on an ongoing basis. You ask them about the weather, every person that comes through. So this, is, you, a, this is a full service. Yeah, it did, was. Did you wipe, it? clean the windows and clean, check the air pressure? It, check, oil. Yes, check, check the oil. oil air did pressure. you clean the windshield? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. you're the windshield. Sometimes you're the bug. You <laughs> That's deep. It was a great job. Kathy Matei. What else did you do? What else did you Uh, do that I did? Let's see. Well, uh, (laughs) delivery truck for cleaners, painting houses, ran a crew of painters, uh, cab driver in Chicago. You were a cab driver? Wait, this is how many times did you get fired? This is. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. So basically, I've concluded you can't hold a job. Well, when I was when they put me in the well, he was the mayor for a few program. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. That was his longest six job months, ever. So it's like that. That really filled out my resume. He stayed at <laughs> one thing for six months. You know. <laughs> what was your <laughs> so? What was your first car? First car, sixty or, or, or vehicle. Well, my first, first vehicle. Wait, I'm going to guess. 
62 Corvair. Close. Well, a 305 Scrambler. Wow. Wow, that's not bad. Scrambler, baby. Yeah, I see. Gotta like it. That that was your first motorized vehicle? Yeah, but I got got stopped by the police because, uh, you know, they had just changed the law where you couldn't drive anything over like 150 cc's. They're going to say over 150 miles an hour. 150 miles an hour. They just changed the law. But, you know, they were good in those days. They said, well, we'll just give you a traffic court date. After you turn 18, I go, that's only a year and a half, you know, so that was, wow. they were very, wow. cops are very good in those days. Yeah. Very accommodating. Yeah. Very understanding. Um, can, you, can, can any of you guys translate what that means? Cops were very good in those days. Well, you get, you get, you know, you delicate get, subject. You, yeah, you no, get you, kids. Kids get, a, you know, walk. They get, uh, uh, you know, stopped for aggravated walking. Honestly, I don't yeah. think it's the kids. I think are the cops. It's the. The kids are bad. It's the it's the, the mayors and the city councils that put the pressure on the cops. No, it, oh, it's the community <laughs> that puts the pressure on the mayor that puts the pressure on the... Whatever. A lot of pressure points. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of pressure. Yeah. So, wait. Where were we? We went from your car to oh, the a 60, motorcycle the without... The 62 this. Impala. You had the right yeah. ear. Yeah. But it wasn't a Corvette. It was an Impala. And uh, But was there a motorcycle early on in your life? Yeah, that was the first one. And what was that? That was a 305 Scrambler. Oh, Honda. I got yeah. you. I got you. <clears throat> but, uh, and when did you have the motorcycle? How old were you? Uh, well, that was the problem. I wasn't, didn't have a You license. were 17. I was 15. Oh, 15. Wasn't, 15 wasn't half, there right? like uh, an AMC Scrambler, too? <laughs> like a car? Seriously. No, there was. Ram- yeah, yeah, when you said Scrambler, you threw me Ram- off. Rambler right. or Scrambler? I no. thought there was a Scrambler. Oh. You think of a Rambler? No, yeah, that's, not, that's a Nash Rambler. I yeah. think there was a Scrambler. I think the Scrambler might have been a special edition of the Rambler or something or like, like that. Or like, yeah. I think the Scrambler was a special edition of like a Gremlin or, or a Pacer or something. Could be. We'll get our we'll get our research on that uh, and get back to you. Okay, Mal- so Malort's working Malort's, right on he's that. He's on right the internet now. right now. <laughs> so <laughs> you're uh, you're in high school. No, I'm not anymore. It. You, it's a no, Dodge you Scrambler. Oh, oh, you right? mean we're going? Malort, yeah. Close your eyes. Oh, yeah. Pretend mm-hmm. you're in high school. Mm-hmm. Wait, Malort's on it. It's a Dodge we're, Scrambler, I bet. Right? 1969 AMC oh. Hearst Rambler Scrambler. AMC. That, Did Rambler, I not say AMC? Rambler Scrambler, though? Thank you. And only special edition. Only Paul Scrambler, knows what it means Scrambler. when they say the Hearst. <laughs> Hearst shifter. That's right. Oh, yes. yeah. 442? Yeah. Oldsmobile. It, it was the handle, the Hearst handle. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. It was a Hearst and a Cutlass. Cutlass four forty two. Yeah, four forty two. Deuce so and a quarter. You back. We're back to your eyes. Oh, yeah, are still yeah. closed. I could see you're, myself getting my you're diploma. You're trying to figure out. Yeah. Are we going to publish this? Because I don't know if anybody's going to. Yeah, follow no, us. we are. Yeah, they are absolutely. <laughs> what did we're you, not following it. Like, what did you see yourself doing the rest of your life when you were in high school? Mayor of Elmhurst. And and where did you see Twice. yourself living? Like, were you going to? Go own the world or what? You know, I was going to be a police officer. Really? That's yeah. My father My father was a police officer. And, like, you know, you don't know that much. Like, you watch TV, you're going to be a police officer, a firefighter. You know, I don't know what the other guys in town did, but, you know, I knew what my dad did. So that was it, you know. Nice. Did you have a favorite TV show that was like a cop show? Because uh, I grew up watching Chips. Oh, the streets, chips. Of San, streets of well, San Francisco. You know, Hill Street Blues was really the, the one that made it real. Yeah. You know, right? Well, how long did you hold on to that dream? When did you uh, deviate from being a police officer? Um, well, when I graduated college, I took the police test. Oh, really? Yeah. and uh, But I, 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 I failed. I, I got a 69, <laughs> which 70 That's was a great, passing. Yeah, yeah, it's a good score. Mm-hmm. It's close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... See that? Remember all that fighting? Uh, well, yeah. yeah so that. we're jumping around again. Yeah. But anyway, so you you were uh, 
grew up at Evanston, you went to high school, blah, blah, blah. Then you decided to go to the University of Illinois. Are we Are we there? Well, I got sure. my GED cum laude. I, you're talking about education? Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. right. GED cum laude. At the top, right. <laughs> the top of the test takers, yeah. <laughs> you who uh, did not finish at Evanston? No, I did. High school. I did, okay. yeah, yeah. So when did you uh, decide to go to U of I? When Princeton said, Joel, you can't go to U of I? Yeah. If you're Pharisee, he knows Pharisee. <laughs> oh, looks yeah. like I'm going to U of I. Yeah. Wasn't Ferris, it was risky business. You know, it was going to be a state school. Oh, it was going to be a state school. And in those days, you tried for U of I. If you didn't get in, Northern was actually the second best in those days. Or ISU was. And that, maybe now. Okay. Maybe now. But okay. then Northern, you know. Um, so you got in because of your uh, stellar academics. I did. I your did. superior yeah. intellect. Well, I took, All kidding I, I aside, took, you took, seem like you're kind of smart. Well, you know, I took some, in those days, and maybe uh, Rick, your daughter might have done this, you take some tests and tell you how well you'll do, and it looked like I was barely going to make C's, you know, all the way through, so I worked my, you know, Tail butt off. off, and I got five A's first semester. Nice. And then things started sliding from there. Yeah, you but know, you set precedent. Because yeah, there's nowhere to they go but down. You. Yeah, they scare no, but, you. But yeah. from the beginning, you're an A student, so you can walk around like an A student. Yeah. So you enroll, you enroll, one, go ahead. Yeah, one semester, you know. So you enroll at U of I. What's yeah. your major when you first enrolled? Uh, business administration. Okay. And I didn't change, so. So you stayed through the whole thing. Yeah. Did you uh, get involved in anything other than classes? Other than yeah. drinking at the park or? Well, you, for those the, of you. Deuces you, or whatever that. In, in, those, in those days, you know, if you had your university ID and you were 18, you can go in any bar and drink beer. You got to be 19 now. You got to be yeah. a whole <coughs> year older. You got to be a lot more mature. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Now? Yeah, yeah, to get in the bars. You can't drink in the bars, but once you get in, you can drink. If you know what I mean. Well, yeah. in those in those days, you it wasn't quite as uh, tra- you know as translucent as you just walk in and they'd serve you. you know, yeah, right. Like, uh, and what year? What year <coughs> were you a freshman? Seventy two. Oh, 72. so were you like Chief Alinawick, or did you do something like that? It's too bad this is audio. I do the dance for you, but. Uh, no, no, no! Please do, and we'll describe it. Your, oh my gosh, your head, no, no, your, Scott, your, your headphone Scott. wires are long enough. I don't. You got no. Did you? Yeah. Did you do anything Ooh. other than go to camps? Oh no. Let's see. Well, let's see. I was, uh, you know, a lot of student. I was uh, the pre, uh, is the uh, president of the Senate Student Association, which is like the minority party. The Senate's the faculty body, so I was like the minority leader. I was a resident advisor for three years. Oh wow. Um, so we're starting to get serious. Yeah, I was. Uh, you were helping people. Yeah, I, you told us offline you lived in the six pack your freshman year. Where else yeah. did you live on campus? Um, For those uh, that- Barton Hall, which is like Fourth Street, little tiniest uh, dorm, you know. So and it's kind of, you know, it wasn't a fraternity, but there were thirty five guys on my floor, so we're still close. We got together in twenty thirteen, and uh, there were seventeen guys that showed up for the reunion, and by coincidence, it was Dad's weekend. So it didn't look too creepy for like 17 <laughs> nice. old guys to be hanging around the bar. I'm like, good Were you cover. in a fraternity or did you visit no, sororities? No. <clears throat> you, you know, not so much. I, did, I worked in a sorority. I was the uh, assistant cook. Where? Wow. Which sorority? Delta Gamma. DG's. DG's. Yes. Where was that? In that Urbana or Champaign? That's Urbana, the Urbana side. Over on yeah. Lincoln over there somewhere, DG's? Uh, sort of right off. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we got it. You know, over there. So somewhere. you know how to cook. I do. If you want, you know, something like for, if you're having 60 friends over. <laughs> you can make spaghetti. I the mayor's your man. I'm, I'm the guy, yeah. Allen Hall, which was, uh, you know, the Living Learning Center, you yep. know, like for the, the freaky people, you know. So 
It sounds like you had a pretty boring existence in Champaign-Urbana. It was. Well, I had more jobs down there. I was the assistant manager at Hardee's, worked at Kraft Foods. You know, you got to, you know. So you were always working while you were going to school. Sounds like. Did they have the yeah. sourdough burger at Hardee's back then, or is that a new one? That was a newer thing. Yeah, I figured. You know, I, had, I, figured I think yeah. I met the guy that thought of it because he kept talking about it. But, Did uh, you have it curly, curly fries yet or not? <laughs> no. Just checking. The twist ice cream cone? Yeah, what, what yeah, you this is, you guys are all so like, advanced with your foods. <laughs> so you graduate. You said you stuck with business administration. Which is now the geese school of business. Geese, I know. I got to keep changing. Oh, it looks like guys, but it's actually geese. Why do yeah. they got to do that? Because somebody gave them a bunch of yeah. money and they did that. So you graduate. Yeah. What What's the next step? Uh, I stayed down there. I went to graduate school in public administration because I was still going to be, you know, city manager, police chief. You know, well, you wanted to be the police oh. chief right out of the box. You didn't no, want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to work my run, way up. You no. really want to run the city. I get it. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. So, that's a great degree, actually, for a mayor. When you think about it. Well, that's what the city managers have. That's public administration. Is that's the one you got. And manager sort of like Grabowski's like, oh God, not a guy who thinks he knows what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> he's got one too. You know, <laughs> but he does. <laughs> so you you go to a master's or another bachelor's? I got a, a master's. Um, I got uh, you had to do a one of many in, uh, internships. So I got I was a uh, uh, governor's Thompson had an internship program. I was selected, so I wound up working for the state. So that's how I did. Um, he interview you personally? Uh, no, he didn't. But by himself, he, he's he's a uh, he's got a, he's got one thing I don't have. He's got an amazing memory. He's like, got big feet. He's got big feet. Yeah, uh, and an amazing memory, like an elephant. Like an elephant, yeah. But that was he's a big uh, man, yeah. Big Jim Thompson. That's yeah, right. is he still around? Jane he died last year. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Jane was his wife. Jane, his Jane, wife. his wife. <laughs> yeah, his dog Elroy. Elroy, Rastro, Rastro. It's not Elroy. Elroy, right, right, Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> well, how did we get? Into- <laughs> yes, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah, the mayor took us straight to the Jetsons. Thank you very I much. Challenge anybody to follow this. <laughs> you know, this. This reminds me of like during the coronavirus, I found some old cassette tapes that we had recorded while we were hanging around in the dorm room, and it was kind of like this. <laughs> I, think, I think the mayor's comparing our audio quality now. I, I, well, it's not the audio quality; it's actually the Wait, substance. When you were, <laughs> hold on, let me take the Dolby off. <laughs> Well, you were, this was 72 when you were in the dorm room, so were you all high? It was, I'm not saying where I was. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so you get, oh, did uh, I deny the wrong part? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you get a master's in public abuse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, administration. Is that when modeling school came? You, well, you. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. See? Got, so how long did it take you to get that master's? About a year and a half. And then That's did really, you go into the working world or well, did you that, go back to school? You know, I'd been, you know, as I say, as the governor's intern, they placed me at the Illinois Law Enforcement Commission, which is kind of like in my area at the time. So I stayed there for about nine, uh, about six years. Then a new agency was formed and they made me the deputy director of the Illinois Criminal Justice Authority. So it was same guys, you know, new agency, new and improved, you know, like the Gee School of Business, same thing, just different name, you know. All right. Yeah. And what did you do in that role? You know, I had a guy, I used to ask him, like, what's our authority? Like, he'd say, <laughs> you just do whatever you want, basically. And so I, I created a system called uh, 
the police in, well it started out it was a the, one of the first police computer programs and I we were going in for the grant funding and the board was there and it was the police information management program and it made it just about 45 Wait a minutes. minute, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt the police. <laughs> Give me that again. Yeah, see, you got Intervention it. Intervention management no, no, no. Wait, program. What was it? Well, it was no, information. Information management Either program. way, it's the pimp. See, you got it, but they didn't figure it out till well, an hour before. Uh-huh. You did that on purpose. I did, because yeah. pimp means procurer. You know, it means no, you're getting, it means it, other things. It means too. other things, but the boss came in just an hour before. He goes, I figured this out. See, my lord, <laughs> yeah. you got it right. He goes, it's my Elmer's college degree. Yeah, he said, you were not, University. 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 <laughs> so he changed it like, like in within two minutes to Pims, I go. That's a damn cookie. What are the cops going to do with this? Because they say, you know, like if you wanted to like check with the system, they'd say, you know, run this with the pimp. You know, that would mean something. Yeah, but, right. Uh, you, know, you know, check it with the check pimps. with the pimp. Yeah, check the pimp. You know, is, is, is there a warrant out? Ask the pimp. You know, but didn't didn't make it. So that was one thing we did. You know. And how long were you in Rantoul doing that? <laughs> go Eagles. No. <laughs> so, how long did you do that, and what happened next with your? Well, the, you know, then when I was the when I when the new agency came, another guy took over that program. We had like seventy police departments on there. It was uh, not out here, you know, not out in DuPage. But uh, I uh, did our legislative work, so I worked in Springfield for three years in the General Assembly. And I know why they say no man nor his property are safe when the General Assembly is in session because. You know, a lot, a lot goes on down there. It's, you know, um, so you you were what were actually I lost it. You were some liaison for the General Assembly or something. Like well, that, right? it sounds between French. between I who? Well, between, between who? our agency. Oh, your agency yeah. and the General yeah. Assembly. Malor, could you spell liaison for us? Could you use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get the word origin? We he's got his liaison. <laughs> I'll, li- I'll liaise with you later. Perfect. Yeah, see, we're going to the verb. We will talk about the pimps. <laughs> Those are the guys. So how long were you with that organization, well, and what did you do next? Well, I, I thought that Thompson was going to lose the next time around, because uh, it's probably before you would remember, but Adlai Stevenson had almost beat him in, you know, by 5,000 votes. They said the election was stolen. So I thought next time around... He's going to lose. So I thought I better get out and do something so I won't be perceived as a, you know, a hired, you know, political hack. You know, and he didn't that. lose, right? He did not. Because I know Adelaide Stevenson didn't win. Well, it's a, actually, and it's a longer story, but you can always edit this out. But uh, what happened is uh, Stevenson. We will, by the way. You will, yeah. yeah. So he was running. I thought, you know, he looked good. And he it's, it's like a name thing. So uh, his, and won't get him exactly right, but his like a... a uh, his lieutenant governor was George Sangmeister with the Canada, very fine senator from Will County, and the, the secretary of state I think was Aurelio Puchinski. Yes. Yeah. And then the, there's these people who ran in the primary who were Larouches, which if you don't know that they're kind of a little bit extreme, but by today's standards, so like the Bolshevik, Bolsheviks. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But so there was a Miller and a Hart running against these people. So when the oh. ignorant masses go to vote and they don't know they're Larusis, what do you want, a Sangmeister or a Hart? Yeah. A Miller or a Puchinski? So right. he wound up running with the Larusis on his ticket. He had to jump and run on this, his own ticket. And he just, like, it was too confusing. Just like you guys are looking at me. Hand me the soap. Yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. Winston Churchill said, 
What's the greatest argument against democracy? A five-minute conversation with the average voter. You see, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> did he really yeah. say that? He did. PK's full of historical wisdom. I was Rick. thinking that was Bob Rorman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, and it's pronounced Bob Rorman. Oh, Bob Rorman is a good friend of mine. Woo, he traded my way. I mean, I'm talking about Winston Churchill, my neighbor. Oh, yeah, winning. You know, the Churchills. <laughs> I'm the North Side. My yeah. kids babysat for him. Yeah. yeah. Okay, in all seriousness, Scott, was <laughs> for the first we, time tonight, in we, all seriousness. We're going off the air? All right. <laughs> was there anyone from your time in Urbana that made an impact on you? Is there is there a mentor that came out of there? Is there somebody that gave you some guidance or some wisdom? It, there were two people. I wound up doing an internship with the police chief down there. Who ne- He would never take one, but he would, had been in the master's program, and he'd been like Illinois Bureau of Investigation, so he showed me the secret handshake, told me some things. And then there was the vice chancellor of student affairs who, because I, I got fired from housing. That's basically yeah. like the equivalent of a dean of students, right? Vice, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was working The there. disciplinary I, I, guy. Well, he, 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 I only got in trouble once when I would, you know, student affairs want one. They didn't think that was a good way to answer the phone. Um, you know, <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> uh, can, you, can you diagram that for me? <laughs> well, I think I was reading the sheet wrong, that's all. Oh, you know, because okay. they, they had a sheet for everything. You know. uh, so he was one of your mentors? mentors? He was. He's, mentors. He's, I still keep in touch mentors, with him. Mentors, mentors, mentors. Yeah, he's, you know, he's, he was a good guy. You know. Anybody else? Teachers, professors? You know, uh, not so much. Wow, you're self-made, <laughs> self-made guy. Resident yeah. assistants. Yeah. Nobody helped you down there. A couple there. guys down the hall were very helpful. <laughs> I bet. A good weed. The pre- yeah. President of Fight Tappa Keg or anybody yeah. like that. Ma- Mekong Delta, the military. <laughs> no, we had them all. You know. So, so wait, should we, at some point we got to get to Elmhurst, right? No, yeah, we're so getting there eventually. We're coming back up 57 right now. Paul. So one, one last question. How did your upbringing affect who you are today and what you're all about? Well, I would say that, you know, like I worry, I, the, you're not going to broadcast this to anyone who's under 25 because I don't want no, my son to hear this. No, but, we have them all blocked out. We, nobody listens. Don't That's good, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, I worry about like my own, particularly my own son. I think like, does he understand like what it is to make it on your own? Like you couldn't, like I put my Mary Richards I'm thinking of, Mary Tyler Moore. You know her? Why How to make it, it on your own. Oh, I, th- I thought you were just thinking of her. Like, She's going to make it after all. I thought it was a hot tub Take thing. Um, yeah, it's like uh, you couldn't put yourself through college now. I mean, if it's 35000 if you can make 35000 over the summer working part-time. 35000 yeah, like Joel did it. It's like well, it's Joel did it in Risky Business in two <laughs> weeks. We're back to the pimp discussion now. You've got to work your way through. Yeah, but we're, I... But I think if you work your way through, it's like you appreciate. You know, I, I remember coming, moving to Elmhurst, and thinking, "I got a garage. I yeah. got a garage." <laughs> and there's a button you push, and the door goes up. That's it's awesome. like unbelievable. Actually, I know what you mean because I, I, growing up, I did not have a. We did not have a garage door opener. Yeah, I had to open the garage by oh, myself. Oh, but you had a garage. Well, and see, you big show off. Yeah, but we didn't have no, a garage, and it was full of stuff. So when you yeah. were a kid, you thought like having genie was. Not a yeah, garage yeah. door opener. I, it was in a bottle, right? I, I felt like Major, Major Nelson <laughs> or Roger Healy. Yeah. Roger Healy, yeah. But, you know, it's it, like. But how do we get there? I have no idea. You're, you're, 
So how'd you get to Elmhurst? Well, uh, you know, we, we took... Uh, you, oh, you don't mean which highway. I see what no. you oh, mean. Yeah. Oh, um, well, either way, whatever you want to... <laughs> well, I, I wish the people could see the look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Am I sweating from the hot tub here? Uh, Mia, Mia Sposa, my wife, uh, you know, made it clear that uh, when we were looking at other places that, it, that Addison was going to be the center of our universe and we could get within, you know, two Saturn rings outside of Addison. Saturn rings are big rings. But yeah, and that yeah, you're right. But they're made of gases that are yeah. pretty volatile. But See, we jumped right into Mia Sposa, and we don't know how you met Mia Sposa. Uh, she uh, is an attorney, as I am. Wow. And so we had a case where we were kind of. Uh, like I was suing someone, a party, and then that party was suing her client. She got off the case, and uh, a couple months later, it was a pretty big law firm. I'm walking down the <laughs> hall, and she's there. I'm like, what are you doing here? She, you know, I work here. Oh, is That's that we screw and how? Dewey Cheatham and how. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that was Baskin Wait, and Robbins. So That's she what got I was off the you. case? That was my firm, Baskin and Robbins. Yeah. Well, she, she asked me. She goes, are you dating anyone at one point? It was like close to Oh, she to asked you. you. Well, but I said no, and she said, because I want to fix you up with this woman that used to be my babysitter. And I thought, am I sending out the fix me up with your babysitter vibe? I mean, right. you know. oh, can you teach me that <laughs> vibe later? Wait, wait a second. <laughs> you are the first person that I've ever heard that from. Yeah. That is awesome. That is it's, like. It's not a pass around story. It only happens, you know, like, and you're like, huh. And then I said, I just remembered I am dating someone. <laughs> I forgot. By the way, that's that's a headline for this whole episode. <laughs> I'd like to fix you up with, with my, my babysitter. babysitter. Well, used to be. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. her name Lydia? Oh. Oh. That's a I'm whole other story. <laughs> not fit for air. Maria Grazia. I won't say the last name in case she's out there. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's the babysitter. Did you ever meet? So how, did, how did you? Did you ever meet Maria? Mar, Maria Grazia? Oh yeah, I. Oh, I, I yeah. got, I got, oh, I got on the yeah. train one day after uh, I was younger. Then I'd had you know, big night out, and I was kind of feeling a little bit you know like under the weather. And she got on. She was on the train, and she talked to me the whole way down. <laughs> and I, in those days, you didn't have cell phones. I went to the payphone, and I just, yeah, I called my wife. I said, "How could you possibly have imagined?" You know, but I, I did Maria Gretzsch's divorce for her, too. So, oh, I, yeah, yeah, I handled it. Yeah. So it's like, Wait, we're full way circle. to go full circle. Full circle. I, I'm not going to date you, but I'll get your divorce for you, you know. How, 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 yeah, wait, fill in that gap. How did you get from someone saying, I want you to date my babysitter to that lady ends up being your wife? Well, because they're. What happened know, in it, the middle? It's a, it's, my wife's the Italian community. They got lifelong relationships. So she married, you know, some other guy, and when they got divorced, she wanted some advice, you know. So I, you know. Wait, is, is Maria Grazia did or your wife did? Well, both, you know. <laughs> so you swept in? You know. You want the number, don't you? I don't want no numbers. <laughs> no numbers. No numbers. <laughs> so, so somehow you met your wife through work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were and, then, and then you started dating. Dating, yeah. And, and we're very traditional, yeah. So you guys it are was both not lawyers. Babysitter baby <coughs> first. Yeah, you guys are both lawyers working at different firms, so you never saw each other because you were working all the time. And we were at the same firm. Then. Oh, you were. And we left the same day, which if you ever quit your job, there's one day not to do it, so I was a part in this firm. When your when your spouse Chris leaves, April 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 first. 
Oh, you know, I'm nobody le- believes you. They don't day. believe you. Yeah, you're, yeah, right, right. You're leaving. You know, no, I'm really. I just want to tell you, I'm leaving. This will be my. You know, no, are you eleven? You know, like I'm going. You know, I don't. I don't know why anybody has a problem taking you seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so you left. I I left the firm. Did Did Marisa leave? Then she left too? the same day. Oh wow. She yeah. She went to a different firm. So. Wait, a different firm Two. than you went to? Yeah, I, I set up my own firm with four other guys. Two okay. unemployed lovers. <laughs> wait, Man, great. You, you got engaged. Did you right? set, Wait, did you set this up with Howard and Howard? No, no, that was years before. Okay. Um, Dr. Fine, Dr. Yeah, Howard. Yeah, Shemp or Curly. Dr. Fine, See? Dr. Howard. You know all these. Yeah. Like oh, I, yeah, Dr. Yeah. Howard, Dr. Fine, there is Dr. No, Howard. There is no Howard and Howard. Well, their Fine was there. Fine is gone. Their fine's gone. Fine's <laughs> out. Yeah, he... He Larry, lost his license. Larry Fine, he had that bozo hair, you know. <laughs> the mow and the curly hair. And there was Joe, Joe Howard, too. Oh, my God. Nobody's following this. Yeah, they are. I'm not. <laughs> so, you get married. You settle in Elmhurst? Wait, she says you got to live whatever. near Addison. Is she from Addison? Yeah, she grew up in Addison. Okay, so. A.T., you know, okay. Okay. Addison yeah. Trail. Addison Trail. Yeah, and she's an she's an attorney. You're an attorney. Was she yeah. a flyer? The she's pyramid? tiny. She is tiny. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good she's question. A, I know a, that's a cheerleading a, term, right? She's a very petite and a flyer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very petite. Yeah, she's a, she was a flyer. She's probably yeah. a flyer. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah, probably you know through the air. She's probably at the top of her food chain, top of the pyramid. Right. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you you got married and settled numbers. You settled numbers and got married or whatever. Well, what? we we lived uh, in the city for uh, my daughter was born. And what happened to Addison? The, the Saturn rings. And oh, all that, that was that was when we were leaving. <laughs> that was when we were going to leave to move out to suburbia. That okay. was when oh, my yeah. daughter was. Got you. You know, and, and so my mother in law would come and stay with us Sunday night. That's always Friday. fun. It always Wait, fun. Two Sunday great, night to Friday. Yeah, two oh great, two great Italian gosh. cooks. I mean, I probably gained about ten pounds. Wow! You know? And then my father-in-law are they, said, "Are they for rent?" Yeah, my father-in-law said, "You know, you can't keep doing this." So that's why we moved out here. Wow, that's that's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So you you finally moved to Elmhurst. Moved to Elmhurst. Did yeah. you get involved in anything in town right away, or in the first few years? You know, I would say the best. <laughs> You know, sure you do a so and you do this, but like I can't coach anything. I have a birth defect. I was born without a sports gene, but um, that's why you, yeah. that's why you play hockey now. Well, I can. Hey, Woody Hayes just grabbed you know face masks. It, it doesn't take a sports gene. Like banging just someone's gotta be head angry. in a motorcycle tank. Bobby, if you know what I mean. Bobby yeah. Knight didn't need to be the athlete yeah. he was. He could have just been angry. You just, yeah. Or who was the guy that chewed the towels? That was, uh, that was Jerry, Jerry Tarkanian. Tarkanian. Tarkanian, yeah. I was going to say Kevorkian. Not the same guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, he could. Close, <laughs> but no. Close. Different different guy. Anyway. Well, well uh, so I couldn't really coach anything. I mean, I could do sports, but I can't coach. But uh, Indian princesses, you're not allowed to say that anymore, but uh, whatever they call uh, Native American princesses. Native American or guides, or, you know, like great organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, female. You know. No, can you say female? Indian no. guides. Okay. I don't know what they call it. Elmhurst guides. Still so around. you did that, yeah, <clears throat> With, for your daughter and my son. Okay, yeah. and wh- what was your Indian name? Uh, Native American name. What was your name? Was I'm sorry, your American Indian, American, Native American Native, name. Yeah. I th- it was either Running Mouth or Running Water. I don't, really? You know. Where'd they get that? I don't know. <laughs> I think there must have I mean, been a spig in here. But are oh, you talking about the other one? Yeah. I can't believe you weren't running for office. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know, uh, there so, were times. Yeah. So you were the you were running mouth for chief running mouth. It could have, could have been running water. I think. Okay, yeah. chief running water. Yeah. So how long were you in Elmhurst before you decided to run for alderman? Well, I, I didn't ever run. Well, I, I was going to run oh, you for got alderman appointed, against Nibo Ni- yeah, and DCN. were slugging out most expensive aldermanic campaign in history. It was like thirty thirty five thousand hmm. because you know each. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> um, and my wife said, "If you get in that race, you're crazy," and I didn't want to be crazy, but. Uh, so in 2009, I ran for mayor, which was kind of a lark because I didn't really have that much history here. But as I say, it's a great experience. You, yeah. know, you meet a lot of people. Um, more, yeah, it's you know. So what year did you run for alder, or did you become well, an alderman? Then Nibo, Nibo went uh, got one for the uh, general assembly, uh, state rep, and uh, even though Pete Deciani beat me in the mayor's race, we were friends anyway. So he was kind of little shaky about it. I go you know like talked him into it. I said you could just appoint me which he did um, and then uh, you you know well worked with him till uh, he got on the county board after about three more years so how does that work in politics you you win or you lose how does it work between the winner and loser after the election do you guys guys and gals kind of figure it out or is it sometimes it's really tough and sometimes it's easy you know, it's it's a small town, even though it's not really a small town. But in terms of relationships, I mean, I, Pete and I were on the uh, Chamber of Commerce board together. I, I knew him through some of the ECAF things I would go to. So, you know, what are you going to be? You know, in fact, uh, as soon as I realized that I was not even coming in second place, I thought instead of calling him, I'll go over to, you know, Fitz's Lanes. I went down to shake his hand. He goes, stay and have a drink. I go, drink, food, sure. You know, this ain't so bad. You know, and, uh, you know, it's like, you know, even for this last election, there were a lot of people, some of them got a little bit testy, but it's over. You know, that's that's why there's a month between the time you get elected and you take office. So you can just rest up, realize you got to work together and, and get on. Are, get you, on are you saying you have to accept the results and move on? Did you write that? I don't see that on the card here. Yeah, that's exactly correct. So yeah. you became alderman in 09 or 10? 10, December of 2010. And uh, why did you want to be an alderman or, or mayor, for that matter, before that? Why did you want to get into politics? Well, I'm not sure I really want to be in politics, um, but local government really is like, you know, even before I was mayor, I knew all you guys, you know, too bad. But um, it's <laughs> for you. Yes. For you. <laughs> Sorry about That's that. Saying, but it's like you know, you're, you're running into the people you know. They talk to you. It's not like you're, uh, you know, you uh, a congressman and you're traveling around the state. You don't know people. So it's uh, it's the level of government that's closest to the people. Um, you know, like I, I was, you know, I've always been interested in local government. I was, you know, that's why you might have been a city manager. Um, and you know, it's like you can. So you like the feel of the community, I do, and you want to be part of it. Yeah, it's it's, it's not, not to jump the jump ahead, but like, does that mean that you don't really want to do something bigger? No. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, we just got redistricted, so now we're going to have three state reps. You know, because we're such a huge town, we got it carved up. And someone said, "Well, there's a middle of the road district. You're a middle of the road guy. Maybe you should run." I'm like, I wouldn't go to Springfield. You know, this is. 
You like to, you like yeah. to know your constituents. So off air, you told me you wanted to run for Texas State Land Marshal. Was it? Is that what you said? <laughs> well, I guess more powerful not... than the governor. Oh by yeah, the way, I want to want to be a Texas Ranger. You know, like that guy on the movies. Go, you know. Going back to your police, uh, see, you can yeah. combine a little. Politics. So, in your own opinion, what made you a good alderman? Um, well, I think you got to like people, and you got to be responsive. Um, you got to be even keel. Um, I know a lot about, I mean, the legal work in my previous government experience helped you understand. So I had a little bit of a jump on getting things done. Um, and, you know, a lot of law is you don't go to trial. It's really mediation. So sometimes you try to mediate things and that, that kind of helps here. Um, so I like, you know, I like to work with people, um, in groups and that's, we got a lot, we got more aldermen than, uh, I always tell people Los Angeles has 15 aldermen. We have 14 because they're a little bigger. You know what I mean? So uh, most towns have five, maybe seven, a couple have nine. I think there's one other city in the – I mean, Chicago has 50, but there's one other non-Chicago city that has like 14. But we're like – got a lot of aldermen. So does that service well or is it too much? Well, the good thing is if if you break into committees, you do the work. And there, you can spend time on it because you can. You got four committees doing all different things. But the bad thing is, if I want to call around and talk to people, fourteen calls—that's all day. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, if you talk to each person for twenty minutes, you know, you're just like, geez, it's almost time for dinner. You know, yeah. uh, so it's it's a lot. So by my higher math, you were an alderman about ten years. Uh, about. I mean, 10, you were yeah, an interim 10, 11, mayor yeah. for a while, and you're right. interim, you're, mm-hmm. you're a permanent mayor now. Um, what are you most proud of in terms of your accomplishments, both in your ward and citywide, while you were an alderman? Um, I think I took some heat for it, but I fought some causes that were on behalf of residents and maybe uh, might have offended a couple other aldermen, but I never tried to go behind anyone's back. I just tried. I mean, when I met with the city staff, both when I was the, the morning after I was sworn in as acting mayor, and this time I meet the department heads, and here's my advice: do the right thing. Almost everybody knows what it is. There's no formula, but if you stop and think, you'll know what the right thing is. And so sometimes I fought for residents' causes where uh, other aldermen were not in favor of it, but I felt it was the right thing to do. Um, some things, you know, I, I take a little credit for some innovation like the uh, when we built the new parking garage, there was a surface lot across the street. And I said, what, what do we need this for? We got six stories. And so the staff was saying, well, we'll get a consultant. We'll put together an RFP. I go, that'd be like, you know, a couple thirty thousand yeah. dollars. And, you know, how many months? Everybody knows we need a pool up three stories yeah, that's well, I was, all we need. i was thinking an ice ring at the time but uh, whatever good, good you know thought yeah but i said yeah, let's it was never been done let's do a mini rfp let's just say we got a we got a, a lot it's this big here's where it's located you tell us if we sold to you what would you do we had uh, two or three residential complexes and ffc i think like you know an ffc morley used to call it you know uh York Theater 2.0. It's like York Theater brings all the people onto York Street. FFC brings in so many people to the downtown who, you know, you guys grew up here, many of you. Not the guy from the island. Not but, so much. Yeah. Yeah. But. No, just blue. Blue. Yeah. Blue. Just blue. 
That's a good nickname for you instead, Muller. But, you know, it's so <laughs> in my opinion, Addison was like tumbleweed blowing down the street. There was nothing there. And right. now, well, you know, it's the club. The, but well, that's that's true. It's, and true. The, it's a better club now, too, by the hey way. Hey, guys, yeah. my, my drink is getting light. You think we should take a quick break? Speaking of the club, yeah. let's take a quick break. We'll be right back here with our good mayor, Mr. Scott Levin. Hey, friends, this is former Elmhurst City Manager Tom Borchert. Hey, and whenever I'm back at Elmhurst, I look up at that Butterfield Park water tower, and I am so thankful I wasn't the one who gave him the keys to get up there. And now, it's time for another installment of One Ponce a Time with lowdown legend PK and his overly enthused yesteryear expert friend, Elmhurst History Museum director, Dave Oberg. Hey, boys and girls, let's party like it's 1836. One Ponce a Time, did you know in the middle of the Great Depression, Elmhurst threw itself a 10-day party and even made it into the Ripley's Believe It or Not? In 1936, seven years after the stock market crashed, in one of the toughest years people could remember, local residents commemorated the founding of the area with a huge public extravaganza. Planning began in 1935 for what would turn out to be the biggest bash Elmhurst has ever seen, one for the history books. All right, so let's take a deeper look. Now, the selection of 1836 as the founding year of our community was a bit arbitrary. Uh, Certainly, early settlers began farming the land in the area by then, but there really was nothing yet approaching a community. Uh, It'd be another seven years before Jerry Bates's uh, Hill Cottage Tavern on the well-traveled coach trail we call St. Charles Road helped us uh, uh, really establish a community and put us on the map. It'd be 13 years before the arrival of the locomotive pioneer that linked our nascent community to Chicago and beyond. But we were determined to honor those first hardy pioneers who broke the sod, and so it was decided that we would commemorate the centennial of their efforts in 1936. Now, when planning for the affair began in 1935, the organizers chose to focus on original residents and descendants of early 19th century settlers. They planned a jam-packed schedule of festivities, slated to span the dates of June 3rd through 13th of the following year. Now, there being no local history museum yet, the city put out a call to Elmhurst businesses to find historical artifacts to display in their windows. Centennial Committee members also planned multiple parades and events to span the entire week. And to boost the local economy, organizers took out ads and papers throughout Chicagoland, hoping to draw crowds. And by all accounts, uh, the celebrations were a rousing success. The merriment began in earnest at 9 a.m. on Friday, June 5th, with a citywide reveille described as a salvo of bombs, blowing of city whistles, and ringing of all church bells. That morning, the local chapter of the Daughters of the American Revolution dedicated a bronze plaque at the corner of St. Charles Road and Cottage Hill Avenue, marking the original 1843 spot of the Hill Cottage Tavern. And that plaque is still there today, a tangible souvenir of our centennial celebration. Now, later that afternoon, a children's parade took place on York Street, drawing a crowd of thousands. The Friday festivities finished with a street dance on Addison Avenue that ran through midnight. These guys knew how to party back in the 30s. The formal opening events for the centennial celebration took place the following day in Wilder Park. Alban F. Bates, descendant of Hill Cottage Tavern founder Jerry Bates, chaired the activities. Longtime Elmhurst residents received old settler ribbons and were treated as guests of honor at the ceremony. Earlier that day, organizers also staged a wreath ceremony at the Gloss Mausoleum, honoring the first village president of Elmhurst, the late Henry L. Gloss. 
And that night, a crowd of 15,000 spectators gathered in Wilder Park for a theatrical pageant highlighting various episodes of Elmhurst history in the 19th century. The events reached a feverish crescendo on Sunday, June 7th, as the Centennial Parade made its way through town on York Street, with more than 2,500 marchers on the street and an estimated 40,000 people looking on from the sidewalk. Every notable business, church, and civic organization made sure to have a presence at the parade, more than 300 parade units in all. Now, events continued through the week, including sporting events, band concerts, and school activities. The final event on June 13th was a boxing tournament, boxing being very popular in the 1930s. And the winners of each weight class were crowned the Elmhurst Centennial Boxing Champion. Now, winners of the tournament were not required to defend their title for 100 years, which would be certified in official Ripley's Believe It or Not record. Villa Park Slugger and Golden Gloves recipient Ray Wozniak claimed the belt in the 175-pound category, a record that will stand until Elmhurst Bicentennial in 2036. The repercussions of the 10-day centennial celebration reverberated long after the music died away. The commemoration served as an example of civic unity in a difficult time in the nation's history. It brought the community together, brought in substantial crowds, and boosted local businesses. As the first earnest attempt to reflect on Elmer's history, it also arguably sowed the seeds of the Elmer's Historical Commission, a group formed in 1952 by the city of Elmhurst that led to the creation of the Elmer's History Museum in 1957. It was literally history in the making. Woohoo! <laughs> this is Mary Beth Harper, director of the Elmhurst Public Library, and you're listening to the E-Town Lowdown with your hosts, Robbie and Rick, but PK is the one with all the talent. We're back on the E-Town Lowdown with my personal favorite segment, the E-Town Lowdown Mowdown, where we mow down our special guest to his very core. Our special guest today is His Excellency, Mayor Scott Levin. You ready for this, Mayor Levin? I don't think so, but go ahead. Here we go. Paperback or hardcover? Uh, paperback. Lefty or righty? Righty. Restaurant or home cooking? Restaurant. Beatles or Stones? Beatles. Spring or fall? Spring. Ping pong or pool? Can't play either one. I would say Is that pool. athletic gene you're talking about? Yeah, pool. <laughs> Top shelf or five hole? That's a hockey term, DK. <laughs> uh, yeah, five hole. Interesting. Uh, walking or bicycling? Bicycle. Fiction or nonfiction? Nonfiction. Spock or Scotty? Scotty. Scotty. He's right. Uh, original six or expansion team? C? You know what? I go original That's six, C. but, hey, I, but uh, I know, I know C, it's a sport. C or no? C, yeah. I know Quien es más macho? C or no? Macho, no? Senor no. Lamas or Montalban? C, yes. yes. Ricardo Montalban or Lorenzo Lamas? Is it my turn? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, Rocky Road or Cherry Garcia? Rocky Road. Cubs or Sox? Going with the Cubs tonight. Wow. Your your early uh, connections are... Anyway, Cams or COs? Ooh, See, wow. CO wasn't there when I go Cams. Bigger rival, Michigan or Wisconsin? Michigan. Hot air popper or hot air balloon? <laughs> hot air balloon. Sofa or couch? Couch. Paul Couch. iPhone or Android? Android. Champagne or Urbana? Champagne. Champagne. Hamburger Heaven or Portillo's? 
And Portillo's. The industrial park or Port- city center? <laughs> <laughs> Think about your revenue. I thought you were going to say industrial park or business park. Nope. Okay, but I, I, yes. city center. We're good, going to city good call, oh. yeah, Mayor. Yeah. Think about your revenue. Favorite color? <laughs> Green. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. This is a tough one here. Bono or Bono? <laughs> Bono. Tom Marcucci or Tom Borchert? Uh, you know, I got to go with Marcucci. Wow. It's a longer conversation. Inspiring. You know what I mean? <laughs> Inspiring. Yes, it is. Uh, Cronkite or Rather? I'd rather Cronkite. Oh, well done. Well said. Yeah. When Harry met Sally or Dirty Harry? Oh, that's a tough one. I, I have to go that's with that. When Harry met Sally. I mean, I like the police part, but you know, it's like it's a classic movie. You know? Shakespeare or Harlequin? Shakespeare. The YMCA or Courts Plus? Courts. Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks. Breaking the law or I fought the law? I go with breaking the law. Who won? <laughs> our, our attorney goes with breaking the law. The law. Well, I guess that's job yeah, security, right? right? Yeah. Uh, flannel or silk? Flannel. <laughs> wow. Roosevelt or Roosevelt? Roosevelt. Mac or PC? PC. The book or the movie? The movie. What was your first record album? Mm, this is Rapid Fire. Um, I don't think you know what it was. It was uh, must have been. Uh, you wouldn't even know who it was. Nelson Riddle. Boy, I'm I'm putting wow. I'm putting a Jewish guy in the corner. Bacon or sausage? <laughs> <laughs> That's the Jewish dilemma. Ham at half price, but uh, <laughs> you could have beef sausage. <laughs> Okay, I'll go with the sausage. Yeah, there you so go. So, Siege. Uh, favorite Blackhawk? You know, I got to go with, uh, you know, in the modern era, Patrick King. Good answer. Really yeah. good answer. Roberto's, Positive Pizza, or Lariano's? Let's see, who has a zoning case? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with Roberto's. Pool or a pond? Pool. Thurgood Marshall or Ruth Bader Ginsburg? I'll go with the I'll go with the, the Ginsburg. The correct answer was Judge Bauer. Judge Bauer. <laughs> Just no, so we go know. with one in town. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. Yeah, Judge Bauer. All right, here's the question. Don't screw this one up. Ready? Marianne or Ginger? <sighs> I gotta go with Marianne. Wrong! <laughs> Ginger. Okay. Uh, one more time, Mary Ann or Ginger? <laughs> Ginger. Good answer, PK. Uh, James Brown or James Taylor? Uh, yeah. Ow! I would say, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Take me to the bridge, but I'm going with James Taylor. Okay, we're, we're going to get off the Jewish meat part, and we're oh, going to ask... Grilled, Jewish vegetables? Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> grilled cheese or peanut butter and jelly? Grilled cheese. Tyler Hardwood. Hardwood. You sure? 
<laughs> uh, Batman or Superman? Gotta go with Superman. Eldridge Park or Barron's Park? I'm going with uh, Eldridge. Perry Mason or Matlock? <laughs> Perry Mason. I'm going to skip Cubs or Sox <laughs> on my list. Because it's oh, already been said. I'll go with socks this time. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, chicken or fish? It, it all tastes the same. I'll go with fish. <laughs> Favorite Elmhurst dry cleaner? <laughs> oh, this is an important question. <laughs> we just yeah, stumped the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the one I go to. It's like... <laughs> I've been going there your, 20 years. Your go-to dry cleaner? <laughs> yeah, it's the one where I drop the stuff off and I pick it up the next week, you know. <laughs> where is it? Yeah. It's, on, it's across from H.B. Jones. Oh, that's Blair. Blair. No, it's the, the other, other one. one. The other one. Oh. oh. <laughs> you know the gotcha. name of it? You know, no. my lord? Yeah, it was, it was Rexall Drugs. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's right. I'm, I think my prescription and my cleaning are both ready. You know? Okay, I'm going to do my best Peter Brady. French fries or onion rings? <laughs> Go with the fries. No, that's pork chops or applesauce. <laughs> fries. And and again on my list, Tyler Hardwood. I'm going to skip. Nice job, Malort. I'll go Tyler again. Mashed, <laughs> mashed potatoes or baked potatoes? Baked. Elevator or stairs? Stairs. Hull or Makita? Hull. Yeah. Hull. Hull. Um, Jewel or Mariano's? You didn't say the jewel. Um, the jewels. In, in blue, jewel. we say the jewels. I said the jewel. No one ever said the Dominics. Um, I'm a jewels guy. Mm. Classic. All right, here we go. Best lawyer commercial. Howard Ankin with members of the White Sox. Lerner and Rowe, 222-22-22. Or I wouldn't watch any of those if you paid me. C. Yeah, there you go. Quien es más macho? Ricardo Montalban, O, oh. Fernando Lamas. Uh, Gracias, my lord. Ricardo Montalban. Good answer. Corinthian leather. Con. Medium rare or medium well? I don't even think that's a real choice. It's medium rare. It's like, that's the only one there is. Wow. Do people do medium well? Oh, all right. Medium well is leather. Leather, yeah. yeah. Uh Swimming pool? Are we? Oh, jeez! Are you movie kidding me? Swimming or pools, pond. movie stars. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, swimming pool or movie stars? Uh, stitches or glue? Oh, that's. I'd, I'd go with glue. Yeah, yeah. So with the doctor. Yeah. The beach or the mountains? That's a tough one. Uh, I, I'd go with uh, the beach. Appetizers or hors d'oeuvres? Appetizers. There's no such thing as heavy hors d'oeuvres, you know. Restaurant or home cooking? We, we do did that, that one again? One. Okay. Did I'll we? still say restaurant. <laughs> Stop reading my which list. Is, which is crazy because you have a wife that's a great cook and a mother-in-law that's a great cook. That's true. That's true. But you need a little variety. you got to get out to the restaurant. It's oh. special. You know. Okay. Should I go again? Restaurant or sure. home cooking? Yeah. Paperback or hardcover? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got this. Ready? <laughs> which, which shoe do you put on first, left or right? I put on the left shoe first. Oh, who knew? Yeah. Okay, and the last round. You ready for this? Is this the bonus round? This is the it bonus is. round. All right. Brew point coffee or Elijah's coffee? 
I guess I'll go with brew point. Invisibility or super strength? Invisibility. And for all the marbles, yes or no, should men wear sandals? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> just not outside. You had a perfect <laughs> score going until that last question. I just said, but not outside. No, no, no. You, <laughs> st- you, you blew it. You had a perfect score going, Your Excellency. Rick, are you, Rick, you, are you wearing it. sandals and you're I in the hot tub? I, uh, oh, I am not. I'm barefoot. Oh, all right. 98. It's the best score you've ever had. 98.6. Can we really? get our producers on the list, though? A lot of redundancy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think so. We'll take a quick break, and we will be right back, I hope. <laughs> The staff and management of the E-Town Lowdown would like to assure our more sensitive listeners that our food critic Sal is really half Italian. His mother is from Poland and his father is from the great country of Italy. We hope you will enjoy and not be offended. Hey friends, Slappy Sal here for the E-Town Lowdown, here to tell you about a new place to eat in E-Town. It's called Primos Locos, or Cugini Pazzi, for all you Italians out there. Or uh, Crazy Cousins, if you speak British. So Primos Locos opens up in the old McNally's location on York Road, just down the street from the tracks near downtown. So in honor of their name, I grabbed my two craziest cousins, Big Head Mike and Jimmy the Fish, and we headed over there to try it out. Instead of ordering separately, we just got a table full of tacos and we split them all up. You know what I mean? We had carne asada, al pastor, you know, pork shoulder, the chicken. And then we had to get fish for Cousin Jimmy. And you know what? They were all good. The people behind us looked like they ordered up some enchiladas and some fajitas, but I couldn't see on account of Mike's big head getting in my way. But it all smelled fantastic. The other thing about Primo's Locos is the drinks. Good quality tequila put in handcrafted cocktails like margaritas. And they also got Mexican craft beers on draft from a brewery in Chicago called uh, Hasa Humilde, or Humble House. Two brothers started it out in the Hermosa neighborhood. Great beers, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So me and my Cugini sat around, ate some tacos, had some drinks. It was a good time. Legit, authentic food and nice environment. After we're done, me, Big Head Mike, and Jimmy the Fish argued about how to say Uber in Spanish. But ultimately, the driver came and took us back to the old neighborhood. So in summary, Primos Locos gets the Cugini seal of approval. Go enjoy some chips and guac, have a drink, and relax. Remember what Mark Twain once said. Part of the secret of success in life is to eat what you like and let the food fight it out on the inside. This is Slappy Sal reporting for the Eat Town Lowdown. Hi, this is Jack Island of the Silverado Grill. My definition of a great evening is yoga, Maryland crab cakes, and the Eat Town Lowdown with Robbie, Rick, and PK. Well, yoga and crab cakes. Back here in the hot tub high above the Butterfield Park water tower, 
with my good friends P.K. Malorton, our special guest, Mayor, His Excellency, His Honor, Scott Levin. I'm still here. You uh, survived <laughs> You survived the mowdown? <laughs> Barely? You survived the mowdown? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you did. I'm glad. Malort, why don't you just jump right in? So, in the hot tub, that is. Sure. No. So, Mayor, we were talking about your decade of experience as an alderman. Tell us a little bit about what goes into committee work, either from the alderman's perspective or the mayor's perspective. Well, you know, um, a lot of people come to council and they say, why aren't you guys talking about this? You, know, you just are voting. You know, we want to know what your thinking is. But the, the fact is that the real heavy lifting happens in committee. That's where people, a topic might be before a committee one, two, three, four, maybe even five times talking about it changing what the approach is and so by the time it gets to the council it's been fully baked so that's where the heavy lifting gets done and for our listeners out there what are those committees oh that's a tricky one public affairs and safety pa- pause like yeah, those are like yeah. easter egg things yeah right? pause that's the brand that's the top brand oh i'm asking uh, you <laughs> yeah. hey <laughs> pause easter eggs. it was my guy that created the holiday oh, all no, right you um, killed the guy <laughs> you killed our lord and savior self-defense yeah all right um public affairs and safety uh, might not have been as popular if he didn't kill him <laughs> see <laughs> well, edit that PK, out hey right. i really did you just say that uh, development planning and zoning Sure. Um, and uh, your public works and finance and council affairs. Is there a blow-off committee that, like, you put the losers on? Well, you know, when Pat Wagner was chair, <laughs> he could get public affairs and safety done in under, like, 20 minutes. And that committee so he was, was very that, efficient. He was very efficient. He took the Evelyn Woods speed talking course. and yeah, But uh, they all got a pretty heavy uh, agenda these days. And, 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 and Morley said to me once, he do, did a little Venn diagram, and he said, you see, this is the council and this is the mayor and he said you see that like 15 or 20 percent where they overlap because that's the mayor's role in the council like so the committees are really doing a lot of the work you know i don't have a vote anymore so unless there's a tie what committees were you on and over the last 10 years either while you were interim mayor or alderman well i started out in finance which is a great committee to start because then you know where the, the, how know, the money how works. the money goes yeah which is important then i went on to uh when Morley came in as mayor, um, I went on uh, DPZ. I was chair. Is the is the mayor? Is any mayor on any committee? No, yeah, you kind okay. of float around. Yeah. And, you know, sort of their topics gotcha. of interest. Then I chaired public affairs and safety for about four years. I was vice chair. Uh, and then when the budget kind of went a little uh, difficult during the pandemic, Morley asked if I'd go over and help out on finance. So I kind of went full circle. The only one I wasn't on was uh, public works. Because they were going to be talking about stormwater all the time. So, we have storm problems in the city. I don't think uh, not. Not tonight. Not anymore. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, so explain to us a little bit about how you ended up being interim mayor, though. You know, it's kind of hard to. I'm not really sure I can explain that. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was, you're already you're, notes. Ar- you're already emperor. You can say whatever yeah. you want. Um, it was. You know, it's uh, Pete was going. To county board, um, and so there was a six-month hiatus. I, th- I think part of it was, you know, certain people who were running felt that maybe they shouldn't be um, acting as mayor while they were running. Um, 
And Steve Hipskin, who was a fairly senior uh, alderman, asked, you know, suggested I do it. He nominated me, and I, you know, I was pleased to do it. So you it was know. an appointed position. You're elected by the council. Yes. So they, they, your peers, say you're the guy that. Was should there do ever it. any a little part of you that kind of wanted to run and not do that interim mayor thing? Yeah, yeah. Morley and I had a summer of dating. I used to call it like, "Are you going to run? Am I going to run?" And finally, because we didn't want to break up the vote. Um, and that gets someone who is going to be good for Elmhurst. So finally I said, you know, Steve, you run. I'm behind you. Um, and he, He's a good uh, windbreaker. Yeah. Getting his draft. You get, you get in that tail. He's yeah. A, he's a he, big guy. He did a, good, did a real good job. And I got to say, um, for what he, you know, the amount of time you put in, and he was trying to start a new business, and then in, in, at the beginning, at the end, with the pandemic and the social unrest, um, he certainly was a major contributor. He paid his dues. He paid his dues, yes. yeah. Did you ever go fishing with him? I heard he catches them by hand. Is no, that... he, no, he shoots them with he a shoots bow and arrow. Him. Oh, really? Well, he yeah. goes fishing, too, though. Yeah. But not but by I'm, hand. Well, I'm, the reason I'm asking is I'm thinking, you guys, hand fisher. I'm thinking you guys had some philosophical conversations while you were fishing, if you ever went fishing with him. Uh, more over a beer, I would say. More okay. Heavier philosophy. So yeah. you're in a, interim mayor for how long, approximately? About six months. And was it hard to be interim mayor for six months and give up the gavel? Um, no, that's when I got. The, uh, oh, you mean at the end of it? Yeah, like oh, yeah. okay. I you know I've been emperor for six months, and now I gotta go back and be one of these fourteen. Yeah, well, it, you know, 14. it was great experience, um, but when you're interim mayor. It's like you see the North Star, and your job is to keep the ship going. You're not, you know, you weren't elected by the people. You're not going, you know. North to Star a, Jim Grabowski? No. Oh, just checking. <laughs> just philosophical. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, he's I, a I, star. Yeah, yeah. Well. yeah, he's a star, yeah. But, uh, you know, but uh, you know, it was, uh, I, I fully supported Steve, and I was glad he won. And it was, it was a, you know, I, I never felt once, maybe once, but. He never told you how to vote. He never told you, like, he might call up and say, what do you think about A? You'd tell him your position. I'd say, well, what do you think? And he'd say, this is what I think. And you might adjust your thinking because he's got a little bit more knowledge as the mayor. But it was never a time where he said, this is how we're voting. He never, you know, said, you know, called in the votes. And things worked out well. The so city guys, did very well. You, you've mentioned calling each other you guys mm. actually do do a lot of talking beforehand before you get to the council and have these public yeah. discussions but one-on-one right so you well, it could be a couple yeah there. we yeah and i, I will say not just because we're here on this in the hot tub together but you know it's uh we do follow that rule so you know even if you go out afterwards and we're having a beer if like three people are talking and you're the fourth you know like stay away we don't violate that rule so you can't have you know four people talking about a topic that's before the not four aldermen talking about a topic kind of give us a color for what it costs to run for alderman what it costs to run for mayor and then the salary which is nothing compared to that give us an idea how that works well so i told you know i think in an aldermanic race that's really one where you can go out and knock on doors, notwithstanding the pandemic, and you you you, sh- you need to knock on every door, uh, or at least every registered voter, because some people just aren't going to vote. 
Uh, and people will appreciate and know that you came to their door, even if they just say, hey, thanks a lot, because they'll remember that you came there. So you could run an automatic campaign. Maybe you know, I think five is on the high side, maybe 2,000. You know, it's like you need something to hand out, um, and you could do it that way. When you run for mayor, it's a, it's a lot more. Um, I probably raised uh, $75,000 the first time I ran. Um, and probably spent most of it. Uh, wow. There were people who ran that race who spent a whole lot more. Uh, this time around, uh, since you couldn't have a fundraiser, it was kind of hard to raise funds because fundraiser means to raise funds, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So um, <clears throat> I probably spent 60. One million dollars. <laughs> Thank you, little guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's many. Yeah. So you spent sixty. That's a, that's an interesting return on your investment. Yeah. Well, it's no. I'm, maybe I'll have a fundraiser now. And but, what's uh, your what's your salary with liquor commission and all that stuff? Before taxes, it's I don't want to brag. Before, well, I don't want to brag. Yeah, but, <laughs> dude, please do. Dude. Well, I, I don't want to make you feel bad, but it's eight thousand dollars plus my paper out. Um, Wait, you know, eight thousand dollars. Yeah. Times four years. Yeah, that's thirty-two thousand. What did you yeah. say you spent to run? Sixty. Sixty. Well, you, you know, know, you're just gouging the I, taxpayers. I know, I know. That's not good business. Well, I was talking to Dennis Rebelletti, and he told me it was just raised, you know, in two thousand one. So, Which building? <laughs> yeah, but nobody. I don't think any of the people uh, on the council and or the mayors have run because. You know, it's it's not uh, for the money. It's not for the money, and yeah. it's uh, to me, it's kind of a hobby. It's something I'm interested in. The aldermen, you know, everyone puts in a lot of time, and when people call up and start uh, cranking on you because you know we're going to vote you out, and I'm thinking these are people who are all volunteer, and you know, school board, man, you know, that's that's the toughest job of them all, and they don't get paid anything. Um, Scott, did you have an aha moment at some point Just along now. your journey? Yeah, right. <laughs> what Thank am God. I doing here? <laughs> did, did you have the the proverbial aha where you where you were like, yeah, someday I'm going to run for mayor? No, it just you know, in uh, 2009 there was uh, the council had a lot of division, and so I had this idea, failed idea, that maybe they needed someone who would come in from outside the council, which was right, except Pete won. <laughs> he was the guy from the outside. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a uh, I mean, that's where I first got interested. It's, it's um, I didn't, you know, I didn't say in high school I want to grow up and be a mayor or anything like that. Okay. Do you have any primary goals as the, the new mayor of Elmhurst? Well, on the one hand, I can't say that everything's screwed up because I've been if, if it's true, You've then been I've been part of it. I've been part of it. Yeah. So I think you're complicit. Yeah. I think <laughs> things are in good shape. Um, I do think that um, there are areas where some of them are kind of minor, but like speeding on the side streets, I get more calls from people saying, what are you doing about this? You know, I turned into my father, you know, I went out there, slow down, you know, I'm yelling at a driver and I'm like, Dad, I, I used to say it, but every town has teenagers who just got their license and they're going to do it. You can you can ticket them all you want, but it's going to happen, right? Rick, they're not teenagers; they're parents hustling to get their kids to school, to and school, and they, soccer, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. yeah. It's, Good point. and it's true. Um, 
you know, code enforcement, uh, I, I'm, I'm tired of hearing from people saying they've called, when are we going to, you know, I think we have to step that up. Um, I want to look at the boards and commissions and energize people. You know, some of these boards and commissions have been around for a long time, and the people get a little, you know, what are we doing? I want to challenge them and saying, you know, think about where we could go. Um, uh, were, there, were, were Was there some campaign promises that you made that tie in with that? Or, you know, what, 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 how did you end up winning? Um, I think I won... Besides your good look. Beauty contest. Chicken in every pot. <laughs> Chicken and fish, as it was, remember. Right. Um, <laughs> that was a... Both uh, both uh, my good friends, Mark Mulliner and Mike Bram, both are kind of hair-challenged. I think that's Your, your yeah. hair is a little yeah. more yeah. solid than it's theirs. Top, top coverage. And, and definitely better. <laughs> you know, I could say whatever I want about your hair, but it's 110% better than PK's or mine. <laughs> You're good, my lord. So I'm, I'm the resident hair. Yeah. It's all relative. Well, I think I was, I think, you know, this is a very polarized time. And uh, I, and I didn't run as middle of the road. I'm a middle of the road guy. Um, and uh, I think, you know, that's, I was trying to fight from both sides. One candidate was running as, you know, the darling of the progressives and one probably the darling of the conservatives. And so I don't think they were fighting to take votes from each other. You know, I was fighting both sides to get the votes. Um, I was, I, and PK, I, I tried not to make any promises. I was told, like, by some advisors, say you're going to form a task force for X. I'm like, not going to say it because I'm not going to do it. You know, it's like I don't want to. You promised black walnut ice cream would come back <laughs> in jewels, in the jewels. And my, and my grandmother jewels. was super excited. <laughs> She voted for you, me. PK. You already you already <laughs> failed on that promise. Mm. We need black walnut and the jewels. Let me make a note while we talk here. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> so, talk a little bit about COVID, how it affected the city while you were alderman, and how it's affecting the city now as you serve as mayor. Well. Two aspects. One is, um, and I give staff and the, the finance committee and the council as a whole credit, is that we, and, and with the help of some federal money, uh, we large we finished 2020 on budget, which is really amazing because one of our biggest revenue sources was retail sales tax, particularly food and beverage. Um, and, you know, we left positions that went vacant. We left them vacant. Um, we deferred for instance, you know, we pave a certain number of you know miles of streets each year. So within a 20-year cycle, every street is hit. We didn't do that. We didn't plant trees for two years. So wherever we could defer, we did, and we finished on budget. Now we got to catch up, but we made it through. Um, I give Morley some credit on this. It's a very it was a very tough decision for a lot of people to say, well, do you shut everyone down like you did in Chicago? Or do you leave the businesses run, which could be a significant public health risk? We have a pretty educated population out here, and people, I think, were watching out. Not everyone, but because our businesses were allowed to stay open, they have they've made it. Hung almost in, all yeah, of they them. hung in there. We all went, yeah. got through the fifth grade with a double knot spy degree. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I got to say, uh, every night I walk through downtown. Not every night, but 
particularly during the pandemic, it was probably every night, I would walk through from my house near York and St. Charles all the way through down York, around Panera North and York, and come back. And so I could see what was happening. And the out the provision of the outdoor environment with the parking spaces, it was, uh, I think some of the businesses actually did better yeah, in the pandemic than sure. they did before because people wanted to be out. Uh, and it was, you know, there was some feeling the of community. The city and the business community got together and they got creative. They did, they? yeah. And I, and, and I think Morley had, you know, when you're mayor, you have more information than Alderman, but I think he made the right decision. Did Mayor Morley leave you a note in, in the resol- Resolute desk? <laughs> he left me all kinds of notes. <laughs> <laughs> and which ones can you share with us? I'm sure some of them you can. Well, he like some of them don't make any sense, but there was a stapler. and He, had, he left post-it notes everywhere and it said, world's heaviest stapler. I go, what does that mean? I pick it up and I go, oh, my God, this thing weighs 10 pounds. <laughs> you know? And he goes, emergency cheater reading glasses. <laughs> and you're like, uh, uh, you know, so he... You know, he left notes all over, and then I, I found a, a a violation, a liquor license violation in the drawer, and he with a note, I left this one for you. And I said, how did you know I would find it? He goes, I knew you'd go through every single drawer. <laughs> it wasn't like right on top. But uh, he's got a great sense of humor. So you're out and about around town. Who carries the football for you? Is that a sports analogy? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, the foot, the, the nuclear football. codes. No, the nuclear oh, codes oh, and everything. Who that that ball. For you. I didn't think you guys knew about that. Oh, yeah, we, know. <laughs> we know. We know about the bunker at the north yeah. side fire station. We know about all that yeah. stuff. You know, I kind of carry my own football. It's like I, I'm not too, uh, you know, I, I spend a lot of time going to events, and I don't mean just to talk, but just to meet people. I feel that's um, – and people – appreciate it you know before i came here i had to drop something off at city hall i swung by panera and people come up oh you're the mayor you know and they tell you what you know what's of concern they're just glad to know you're there i was at uh visitation uh, presenting a proclamation last week and it's like when you get out there people appreciate that you show up and you care about their organization about what they have to say that's cool were you wearing your i'm the mayor shirt when that happened to you <laughs> no <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, people do recognize you, um, and you, like, uh, you know, I'd say my one failing is um, I, my memory for names. Like, you know, Malort, when I run into you next time, I might be like, I know you from yeah, somewhere. You know, I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just at home, but right. um, <laughs> the, uh, but it's like. Uh, <laughs> people recognize you and sometimes his people kids, say hello is, is yeah, that or is, <laughs> is so, that the mailman so, so, yeah. so it helps to wear the suit and the striped tie it does yeah, yeah. there's more they call it the mayor suit but you know it's um people will say hello to you and you're like are you saying hello because i know you and i don't remember or you're just saying hello and it, but it's friendly town so right so yeah. you've been the mayor for how long most of the time. Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, the, I mean the elected mayor, not, oh, oh, oh. not the interim mayor. How, how Six, I'd say we're right at the six-week mark. Six almost weeks to the day. You know. So so far, what's the best benefit? What what are you most proud of? Nah, don't not, not a political answer. What's like really cool about being mayor? Because you're the mayor. <laughs> it's kind of like if anyone runs for an office and says there's not some ego in it, they're lying to you. It's not like, I mean, it, it's. I mean, the number of hours I've spent in the last six weeks has been, unbe- you know, it's astounding to me. Like, I got a job, 
when my boss comes in for my annual review in two weeks, he's going to say, where's all the work you're supposed to have done? Where's the hours you're supposed to build? And I got this whole story about the car accident, but I'm okay now. Because if I told him I ran for mayor, he would say, why would you do that? You know, it's like... Um, you're talking about Howard? Howard... Dr. Howard, Dr. Fine, Dr. Howard. That's my firm. Yeah, I'm the curly-haired guy. Larry, yeah, but uh, Mo, no, Mo, Larry, and curly, and Shem. Don't don't forget Shem and Joe. You forgot Joe. Joe, I remember Shem. You remember Joe? Joe. Joe. All right, you got (laughs) Hard Rock and Coco and Joe. That's a different story. But you know, when you're mayor, it's like you know, uh, it's it's a it's a cool thing to do. You know, you meet people, and it's like you like you guys wouldn't have invited me. well, don't no, bet we, on it. Oh, by the way, we didn't. You know? yeah. So you. Um, no, he's right though. At the golf outing that I, we were at recently, yeah. I would meet somebody and then introduce them to you, and all of a sudden I was invisible. Yeah, it's my, yeah. It's my guy carrying my football. Yeah, right. That's you, PK. Yeah, yeah. PK. Don't touch that. Oh, you yeah. just answered our question, PK. <laughs> you are the guy because we don't care about the mayor. We care about the guy who carries the football, right? Well, see, PK's got a, he's got a great sense of humor. And when he, I can't say where, but he was giving a sort of a public speech. And I always remember the event where I, he had his, foolish oh, enough to have his. Yes. Community Bank of Elmer's. <laughs> I've heard of them. Um, did you bring any samples? But, uh, so I, I didn't pull out my cell yeah, phone tonight. Yeah, he was, yeah, he's, he's reading his speech off the cell phone. I thought it'd just be so funny just to like call him or text. Was it a call or a text? I can't even remember. And it's like there his speech disappeared from the screen. I was like, what a classic look. I wish I had the camera, you know, for. I'm looking at the comm here, and we've got 12 seconds for you to tell us about your employer, your specialty, your commercial. We have have more than 12 seconds. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've been a a business practice attorney for ever since I left the state. So, you know, more than 30 years we do – well, the, the firm, we don't do criminal or PI. We're all business practice. We do, we represent a lot of banks and uh, intellectual property. I work a lot with closely held businesses, meaning people that own their own business or like small groups. And um, we've got clients in town. Our office is downtown. I used to, uh, you know, I meet people up at Panera. I used to say that's my Elmhurst office. And I was having business cards printed up with their address. And I thought, Someone's going to mail something here. It's not going to be that funny, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's it. You know. And how did how did COVID affect your business? Uh, not really uh, too bad uh, in a way, because a lot of people were having problems, and you know, um, a, lot of, a lot of the work is workout. Amazingly, um, court is always and to this day is on Zoom. So if you were going to go to court in DuPage County, and we're in DuPage County, but it's you know, an hour and 15 minutes to make sure on time, you're going to spend an hour and then an hour back. Um, and now it's like, it's a 10 or 15 minute, you know, mm. you're in your shorts and then a suit, coat, tie, and uh, shirt. So I remember, what was it? Macon County line, Macon County court. Are they <laughs> zoom or are they in person? <laughs> we got, we got to have Malort. <laughs> wow, man. We were some deep pulls on this episode. <laughs> But you're saying it, it actually, nice. so it made things a little bit more efficient. It did. And, you know. Uh, and maybe some of that will stick? Yes? No? Well, it should. It'd be great for the clients, not so good for the attorneys, because instead of spending three hours, you'll spend 15 minutes. But, you know, for a client, it's a, if they make it stick, it's a great deal. 
you know. Any career goals on your bucket list? <laughs> well, let's see. At my age, I do have one. Retirement. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Any anything you want to do as an attorney that you haven't done, or have you you conquered everything? Uh, you know, uh, as my wife, she says, you know, like they ask people, "What do I do?" And then she says, "Well, he's a jack of all asses." And I, I think. <laughs> I think she means something else, but you know, basically, I've done a lot of different things, and uh, um, you know, I, I, I don't really, you know, see you know going in new directions right now. But uh, you like being the jack of all asses. That's me. You call yeah. me Jack. So a lot of people run for office, and they think they're going to change the world. They're going to change their little world, whatever it is. Did you have any aha moments where you said, "Oh"? They got this, and I didn't think they had this. Like, were you really surprised about some process in the city that you you thought you were going to change that you couldn't? Not yet, because it's only six weeks. I will say. Oh, you were yeah. an alderman there for a long yeah, time. Yeah, well, you know, it's, I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, it's uh, when, when you're the mayor, you can say to the city manager, this is one of my things I want to accomplish, and the city manager is probably going to help you get there. If you're an alderman, you got to kind of run it through a committee and build a consensus. And I work with all the aldermen. I shop their opinions. I respect them. So I want to know that if I'm going in a direction like um, that, you know, and, and I'll tell you one that's kind of a little bit off, but, um, you know, I'm not, we have this, I don't know, called practice of, you know, if, Someone gets, if a kid gets in trouble, particularly high school kids, uh, and they have a contact with the police, even if it's another town, it just kind of weaves its way back and it gets reported to the school. And I said, why are we reporting all of this to the school? Um, I've had some parents talk to me. I've had personal experience. And it's like, it seems like you're replacing the parental role and, you know, when I talk to some of the people who are in charge of the city, the answer is, well, we've done it this way for a long time, which it sounds like a classic one. But I think, well, well, let's look at it and maybe it's the right thing. to And do. I can tell you, they don't always tell the parents either what they're doing. No. Uh, so the parents that are supposed to be responsible and they don't know what's going on in the city does, but the parents don't. They don't. Uh, but it's like, you know, it's, it's looking at things in different ways and um, but being respectful for the expertise we have a very good staff. I'm very proud of our police department in particular. Um, and we're very lean. Like I go up there and I think I want to do something. I look around on the, you know, outside the mayor's office. Say we got the assistant city manager, the city manager, you know, a guy that does real estate, public relations. And like there's not that many people there. So it's not like we're kind of lean. So anytime you want to do something new, you know, who's going to do it? All right. So let's get a little lighter. <clears throat> Thank God. You smoking? Okay. You mean like hobbies? Yeah. What are some of your hobbies? What's yeah? What's the fun stuff that you do when you're not being a lawyer or being a mayor? Um, well, Malort, uh, you're a restaurant reviewer. Um, I like to go out to restaurants. No, he's I, not. I am not. His cousin Slappy yeah. Sal. Oh, it's your cousin. Totally you, different guy. You guys look alike. I told I you I wouldn't recognize right? you. Um, right. <laughs> But I play hockey. I started playing at the age of 55, so you can imagine how good I am. How uh, Are you uh, willing to say how old you are now? Well, if I told you already I graduated high school in I 72. Didn't do, I didn't yeah. do, oh. 
You, oh, For I don't. The love I'm, of God. I'm sorry. You're in that business. You can't do that. Yeah, no, I, I know how old you are. 67. Yeah. Um, uh, motorcycles, which I know a couple of you guys are uh, motorcycle. I've been when did you well, start riding? See, oh, you're not you had the attention. commander. 15 and a half. Do yeah. you guys take notes while we talk, or is this just like... We're, we're not see, see what I have to deal with every scrambler. time we do this? We had a scrambler. We right? don't listen to this stuff. Tile or hardwood. <laughs> <laughs> he had a scrambler in the 60s. Yes, I got So wait a minute. Let's back up the truck for a minute. He told us that when he was talking about his car, but it was confusing. Yeah, so the, wait, wait, let's back up a little more. What position do you play? Uh, I'm a, In a hockey? winger. You're winger. a winger. Yeah, a winger. You shoot right-handed or left-handed? <laughs> right-handed. Fantastic. See, you know, when I can shoot, you know. So hockey players, we all know, are great golfers. So what kind of golfer are you? Like yeah, a like you don't know. Hey, two. you know, I played, as you as you know, Rick, I played my first game last week. It's a round, not a game. Oh, it's a round? Thanks. Yeah. But I, I took my fourth golf lesson now, so that was nice. Nice. right after that golf I round. Mean, I, I must say I went that for my you, you played well. You were for your first you round. You were like stellar. Yeah, good job. Keep it up. Well, PK, thanks for like being my caddy. Like, use this club. Know the other end. You know that was very helpful. <laughs> Drink this. <laughs> have another one. It won't be as painful. If you were to go on vacation, where do you have like a go-to vacation spot, or do you go somewhere else every? Year. Well, you know, in the winter, I like Mexico, like on the beach, you know, relax. I like uh, Colorado. I've gone there probably 30 times in my life. Um, <laughs> I was Colorado. Just, is, that the, is that the sound of you chewing edibles? Oh, no, that's him him skiing down a hill. Oh, whoosh. Oh, yes. that's what it is. The hand Swish. signal he made didn't imply that. Yeah. Swish. Um, I, like, I love Europe. Um I haven't been there for a while, but, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, it's it's very interesting that you can go from country to country and be in a completely different experience. It's sort of like going from Wisconsin to Illinois, you know, completely right. different experience. <laughs> so let's drill down. Mexico, where do you go in Mexico? You go, go to place? Yeah, Cancun probably. You know. Colorado. Uh, I've been in the Denver area mostly. Um, Casa Lapita? Favorite Casa Bonita, favorite Bonita. favorite oh, ski resort, Casa Bonita, Beaver Creek, Beaver Creek. I'm not the well. I started, you know, I, well, I just, I, you know, my first ski experience was like 42. So, you know, when you when you start these experiences later in life, you you, you look down the hill and you're like, it's a little more intimidating than yep. if you start when you're you know eight. So. Natasha Richardson she, would say, "Be careful." Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Europe, Italy. Your wife's Italian. You mm-hmm. said, "Is that where you go?" Yeah, well, we went to England last time, which was a couple of years ago, and I'm fluent. I don't know if I told you, but uh, in English, yeah, and uh, so I was able to. <laughs> Man, translate. this guy's good. He, he is accomplished. So, so, so culture. Where's your wife from in Italy? Well, Forty uh, Second Street. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, just try and try and say where she's from, keeping your hands all right down. Don't use your hands. Sit on your hands. No, you can't well, your, so you both of her parents came over, you know, in the, you know, 12, 14, no hands. Oh, no yeah, hands sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I can't talk. Um, so her father is uh, in the Abruzzi region, about an hour and a half. The hands. hands. Oh, there he is. The hands just naturally it's, come out. It's right over next to, it's right over next to Taylor Street. Taylor yeah. Street, yeah. We got a half Italian guy who just uses the one, one hand. hand. One, one hand. hand. <laughs> That's all I got. You're not even Italian. Your wife's hands well, are you, like working. Well, Lord, you use one hand? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> the two, yeah. 
And then the mother, my mother-in-law is from the Tuscan region, you know, sort of uh, Florence. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> You is, know, it's on say beautiful. Have you seen her? I mean, yeah. she take the, it's beautiful. Uh, right. Flo? Oh, yeah. She's a babe. She's a babe. <laughs> so, a uh, little birdie told me that you're involved or were involved in a neighborhood association. Is that, that true? And tell true. us about that. It's a 12 step program? <laughs> <laughs> well, with, you know, with the budget cuts, it's 10. 10. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Damn pandemic. Uh, you know, I, we have a beautiful prairie behind our house. And I, when we moved in, we had a picnic out there and. I was talking to one of the neighbors. I said, who owns this? He says, well, we do. I go, we do? I go, well, it was nothing on the deed. You know, that he said, yeah, it's all screwed up. We're waiting for some lawyers to move on the block and figure it out. I'm like, you know, is this a setup? Catfish, you mean. Yeah, he catfished me. <laughs> but uh, so we kind of, you know, figured it out, reorganized it. And uh, then uh, they got to be, I was probably 10 years head of that neighborhood association. And. A lot of it was kind of like what we're doing tonight. We got a meeting tonight, honey, you know, and then you go out and. So did you all get a piece of the prairie or how did that work? Well, the the reason it was not organized correctly was that it was supposed to be if you moved on the block, you were part of it. But the way it was set up was last man standing. If you moved out of the block, you were out. And so we were down to like two or three people. So whoever was the last guy would own the prairie. Oh, wow. So we had to reorganize it. <clears throat> Our taxes were like. 40 bucks not like they were 40 bucks so we didn't want to like reorganize it too much to get on the assessors and some of the accomplishments you're most proud of in the neighborhood association i got the fire pit permit nice yeah underrated task i might oh my god any uh pet projects charities you're involved with Mm, you know you know we I'll tell you one thing. Levin for mayor. Levin for mayor. That's a charity. (laughs) You can adopt Rick for 52 cents a day. It's only 51. Will that that feed him too? No. No. (laughs) Oh my God, no. No, but Sally Struthers will come to your house. (laughs) Okay, meathead. No. You got that shirt on over there representing the don't Star you, Wars of 1977, the don't you judge, the don't, Wookiees, and the droids. Don't you judge me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how about, why don't you just tell us about your family? I'm married. Yeah. I got a wife. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm married. That's great. Congratulations. Uh, well, it's, well, my kids are, uh, one's, you know, 25, lives in the city, my daughter, um, it, you know, works for some advertising company, you know, places media ads for McDonald's, all electronic. Like, I'm not quite sure exactly what Michael she does. Michael and Elliot company from yeah. 30 something where they throw the balls in something. <laughs> <laughs> Good graphic. Now, my son, you know, he's working out of my office complex, which means he's still in his bedroom down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel sorry for him. It's like he's a bright kid. He's got, you know, he's had two jobs, and he's never met anyone because you don't well, go to work. That's huh? only like a tenth of jobs you've had. You named a lot. Oh, my God. I can't keep track. I got. I don't have enough fingers. I got yeah, my but, shoes but off. He, but he offices with the mayor of Elmhurst. I know. He's so... Man, he's connected. Right. He's yeah, connected. Yeah, yeah. You should like petition to make his bedroom the next ward in town. <laughs> he can be his own alderman. You know, I just thought of this. I got to appoint the new alderman. Would it be like kind of great if I appointed him alderman of the fifth ward? I, I like it. it. I'm yeah. in. I like it. I'm yeah. in. Yeah. 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 Give me something to do. I'll talk to him when I get home, you know, about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that, by the way. 
Okay, so if you could have dinner with anyone, dead or alive, real or or fictitious, who's the one person? Not a family member. Yeah, can't, it yeah. can't be a. You dead can't relative. say your great great grandfather. Not, not even a dead family not, member. Not no. dead or no. alive family member. Would it? Would but it, it could be dead or alive person. Yeah. Would it be the Cook family in front of Panera during a monsoon? We had that dinner. It was a good <laughs> dinner. Yeah, because. PK didn't know how good their salads were there. He was, and he's wow. he's walking the hood in a monsoon, yeah. you know, am- amongst his constituency. Nice in Bensonville. No, Panera. Oh, wouldn't you want to have dinner with we Jesus came Christ? I mean, I'm not talking about the Last Supper. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was going to say that's been meal. done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting uh, selection. Well, you know, you want to get all the all the perspectives. You know, anybody other than. JC. Hey, you know, um, and, and by yeah. the way, just let me interrupt. <laughs> I saw you about a year ago that, on the street. That was you. PK and I were out in front of Fitz's pub one night. I don't believe this. Where's that? After I'm shocked. Golf, These guys were at yeah, Fitz's. Really. Where is it was, that? I remember it was about, you know, sundown. It was getting a little dark. And who do I see approaching us but the victim of John Wilkes Booth? <laughs> I see Abraham Lincoln approaching me. Paul I mean, doesn't you, know who it, PK doesn't know who it you is. Were, you were the epitome of Abraham Lincoln during COVID. Were you not? I mean, couldn't you? didn't you look in the mirror and say, hey, Mary Todd, come here. Well, you know, it's because you didn't no. see anyone. And then when you did see him, you had a mask no, on. No, you, yeah. you really looked like Abe Lincoln. You yeah. know you did. You, Was it the hat? No, it was not. You 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 were like hatless, no top hat, no nothing. You were Abe Lincoln. So any desire to have dinner with him or not? not wouldn't that? Wouldn't you that? You just be happened something. to look like him. You know that would be a very good choice. Yes, it really would. Do you have yeah. another one? I I, I put that. Is there out any there other? You look like any him. other answer we can give you? <laughs> Aside from that, I was the play, Mrs. Lincoln. <laughs> It wasn't a comedy, was it? No. I'm, guessing, I'm guessing he's not liking that. Actually, <laughs> Any, if you, you have a great sense of humor, what, what comedian would you like to have dinner with? Or well, beers, dead or alive? beers with? Great dead question. Or, okay, you know, great question. Robin Williams. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, truly, I, I mean, talk is, about a guy who can just get up and start talking. Is and, it because like, you're no, both from Evanston? Is he from Evanston? He was up there. I think so. Maybe <gasps> he went to college. How about Ginger? <laughs> not spice, but <laughs> Tina Louise. How about her? And actually, his dad was a car salesman. But anyway, let's. Uh... Rick's dad or no oh. Robin's dad? Yeah, Robin's Robin Williams. Yeah. But yeah, that would be great. He's he, a, yeah, he's a very you know he's he like, was yeah like some people like to read the script. They're funny. He just would start going off on something. You're thinking. Oh, so now God, we're gonna yeah. dig really deep. We're gonna like. You know, put your fingers up and, and, and snap your fingers. I got it. Personal or professional regrets? Any on either side? I mean, everybody has regrets, right? Yeah. I'd, I'd say, you know. Besides this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like, why the am I here? That'll come back to haunt you. You're not recording this, are you? <laughs> no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> recording what? Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Um, I think, you know, is a... Um, is a lawyer, uh, like I think I could have done things a little bit different. Like you really need to specialize in this world. This is a world of specialists. So, you know, being the jack of all trades is, you know, not the way to go. Um, 
but not you know not a whole lot of regret um people you know people have a lot of things they go through in their lives and you look at it and i think i've been i've been very fortunate things have worked out well in most areas so um Maybe I would have been gotten inv- would have gotten involved some and done some things at a younger age. Even talking about uh, playing hockey or golf or whatever personal things, making more time when I was younger. I'd say that's probably a, a regret not starting earlier. Just for the record, Robin Williams, born at St. Luke's Hospital in Chicago, went to elementary school in Lake Forest. Lake Forest? Yes. Yeah. What, where's the Evanston tie in there? Uh, I, I'm still looking. North Shore. It's, it's North like, Shore. Here's your North Shore. It's like 12 miles from Evanston, yeah. Lake Forest. So looking back, any professional or personal mentors outside of college? Well, the, the guy that I worked with, for my first boss at the state, I mean, he was a truly, you know, it's like uh, he was, we were into computers before people knew what they were. And he really said, you know, we, there was no organization. He would just say, you know, go out there and do something. And you've got resources, could be federal money. And we did a lot, I'm not going to list them up. We did a lot of great programs that we created that were, a lot of them exist today because, you know, he, you know, I was a deputy director of an agency. I was like 29 years old. And he's like, go out and, and just do it. You know, he's like when we started that police program I was talking about. You know, you're trying to talk these police chiefs into saying, take a chance, and it worked. So um, he's probably the greatest professional mentor that I've had. Um, It has nothing to do with law or politics, but, uh, you know, a lot of the background I got from, you know, when we were going to work in Springfield, we had to get our legislation through. He goes, well, go down and do it. Um, So I went down to Springfield and, uh, you know, it's kind of funny, like, uh, I was thinking, uh, I talked to Kirk Dillard, who was almost governor. He was the, uh, he was the young intern at the uh, governor's office to help me get the legislation through. And, you know, he, you know, we he met a lot of people that way. So a lot of opportunity that he helped me create. Any goals, either personal or professional, you still want to get accomplished that are, it could be something wacky that you just want to do personally. You know, um, I, I I really want, maybe it's part of the pandemic, I just want to get out there and just travel around and visit people that I haven't seen. You know, you, you have these friends all over the country and you don't see them because everyone's too busy. So I'd like to get out there and do that. Um, Malort's going to visit my, both of his friends this year. All in one year? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'm sure one of them will talk to you. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so a little travel. Yeah, a little travel. A um, couple more kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want to close it out more yeah. with our favorite with, question at the end? All right. We oh, always the, ask. The creme de la creme. Okay. Oh, my Lord's got to look gotta at read it. it. He's got to uh, You know, the proper setup is important <laughs> It's the <here>. same question. <laughs> all right, so the question. Get off that table. Yeah, the, go ahead. The, the question is. <laughs> it's two words. Yeah, the, the question is. If you had to go into a wartime situation and be in a foxhole and you could have one person with you in the foxhole and you cannot say the answer is your wife, we've disqualified that. No, I don't want friendly fire. Right. <laughs> Who's the one? Okay, that's the best. Like, th- th- that's a good line. That's, that's, that's the, best the best we've side heard. Comment yep. ever heard. Who's the one person that you have to have in that foxhole with you? I think it's Rambo. Wow. 
genius. Johnny. This guy's a genius. <laughs> it's over, Johnny. <laughs> it's over. I'm, I'm going to be reading. You take Nothing care. is over. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, and like that, he had it. Yeah. Nothing is over until you draw first blood. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Mike Conquest. <laughs> Not someone that tough, you know. You know, Mike Conquest, I admire his hairdo. <laughs> Fair enough. And so does PK. PK you, and I admire his you hairdo. You guys have copied it. We have. Yeah. We've tried. <laughs> Emulated it. My Lord has no idea. No. No. So, Your Excellency, it's been great talking with you tonight. We really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate your keeping all this confidential. <laughs> no. It's, it's yeah, an don't, honor. Worry, don't worry. Nobody's listening. It's an honor to be with you, Your Honor. <laughs> Next time you come talk with us, please don't wear a three-piece suit. <laughs> at least keep your tie off, if nothing else. Yeah. Well, that's a leisure suit, so it's all right. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Gentlemen, all three of you. Thank, thanks for staying awake, Rick. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. That's all I can do. Emma Lord. The E-Town Lowdown brought to you by the wonderful folks at the Elmhurst Armpit Orchestra featuring the biggest bass drum in the world at nine feet in diameter. Yes, you heard that right. Nine feet in diameter.